warning, pop culture leftovers might not be suitable for people who can't handle insane amounts of profanity, so you might want to fuck off. Pop culture leftovers might take its time getting around to its advertised content as well. If this is a huge problem for you, then you too can fuck off. Pop culture leftovers typically has a long run time as well. If you can't handle a four to six hour podcast, then you probably won't like us, and you too can join the aforementioned cock thistles and fuck off altogether in unison. Others who may not be able to handle pop culture leftovers include children under the age of 14, if you regularly listen to NPR, are a pregnant woman that has spent most of your first, second, and third trimester looking at stupid shit on both Etsy and Pinterest, if you tuck in your t-shirts, if you use a Bluetooth headset in public, if you go to motivational speaking seminars, if you have life goals, if you have self-respect, if you have a heart condition, if you're a huge pussy, if you're a huge pussy with a heart condition, or if your name is Melvin, TFS706, or TJ Lamb. Everyone else, please enjoy. Episode 327. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat, but it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, clean it, race it, let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over, counterculture, push over. Pop culture. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And we're, we're the Leftovers. leftovers. We're the Leftovers. <laughs> that we are. We're the Leftovers. <laughs> How you doing, Jake? <clears throat> I'm good. I'm good. How's that? Excited to relax and talk the talk. Yeah, talk the talk. Walk the walk, as one might say. I don't know what I don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know. Man, I don't know. I'm feeling loopy. I'm feeling I, I don't I like my energy level's really low, but I know I, I you gotta bring it, Jake. Because even you know, you gotta bring it because everybody needs it right now. Everybody needs it in this time of distress. They all need it. They all need the entertainment. We're we're just fucking. You know what we are, Jake? We're just fucking puppets. It's uh, you know what I mean. It's like our listeners are just like they're holding that fucking old western pistol and they're shooting at our fucking feet, saying "Dance, dance," <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. But yeah, we have to step up. Yeah, step up. And that we. And step up, isn't that a, one of those dancing movies with the kids? <laughs> yeah, I think they made a bunch of them. There was like Step Up Nine. Yeah. Yeah, step up, step up nine. Didn't what, was Channing Tatum in, up? <laughs> was Channing Tatum in one of them? Was he? Oh, I, did he start it off? I I I know nothing about the casting of these movies. Oh man, I don't know. Let's get our guests in here. Maybe they know about Step Up. Neil, <laughs> Neil, you know anything about Step Up? <laughs> I do not. Oh, fuck. Let's bring on our next guest. Pop culture. <laughs> Let's bring on our next guest then, Rebecca. Welcome. Thank you. Um, Channing Tatum was indeed in Step Up in 2006. Thank you. Did you look that up in the interim or did you know that off the top of your head? I looked it up on the interwebs because I wasn't sure if I was remembering the right movie or not. Yeah. I I did. I looked it up. 
I'm like, no, there's no, that's not cheating. That's initiative, which Neil apparently doesn't have any of. Nope. <laughs> Do not care. Yeah. So, you know, when promotions are handed out, you know, I don't know if we're going to be hearing Neil's name over the loudspeaker. Just throwing it out there. How's everybody Heavy doing? D. Heavy D also in Step Up. Heavy D. Oh my oh, god. Heavy D and the boys. And the boys. Not, you know, Huey Lewis and the news. Heavy D and the boys, Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh, I was right there with you, Jake. Yeah, yeah. Can't slip one over on me, sir. Not today. (laughs) (laughs) Marky Mark and the Funky Funky Bunch. Bunch. C&C. And, and the music well, factory? <laughs> I don't know. Factory. It wasn't and the music factory. I know it wasn't. I, that was that was just a terrible place to joke. Um, <laughs> that was a test. Do you remember when do you remember when Freedom went solo? Is he the I lead? Actually. He was the lead. He went solo after CNC Music Factory, like, I don't know, disbanded. They closed down shop. The factory closed. They got bought up by Walmart or something. They got got audited and found too many rat turds within the factory. That's what I heard. (laughs) What kind of music factory is this? Oh, man. (laughs) The music factory industry is so cutthroat. You guys have no idea. You have no idea. I, when I found out that it wasn't really a factory, I just was, oh man, I went to Wikipedia straight away. <laughs> and nobody seemed to care. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about right now. How's it, how's it? <laughs> that Freedom Solo album has to be awful. I can't even imagine. Oh, he had a song. I think he sang his name a bunch. It was like, Freedom, Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I think he might he might have rapped a little bit. He had his shirt off a lot in the video. I think. Oh, sure. Man, step up, step up. No, but none of us have watched Step Up. Step Up, like who was that for? Was that for like twelve, thirteen year old girls? I guess. I mean, it's got Channing Tatum, and he's wearing like a wife beater in it a lot, mm-hmm. so. Is probably for young ladies to watch. Or oh, I think it's for young ladies, and I, I, I also think it's for some young men. Yes, just throwing I it out there. I didn't want to exclude anybody. I didn't want to exclude anyone. No. Yes, I'm sure there are plenty of men who enjoyed that movie just as much as I did. <laughs> oh, I bet there's a lot of closeted men that enjoy. I bet there's like some fucking like uh, drill sergeant out there with a the whole family, wife and kids, and like when they all go to bed, he's watching stuff <laughs> up. <laughs> Guarantee you. He's wanting to put he's wanting to put Channing Tatum through his own boot camp, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's Saturday night and he's staying up. They gotta go to church in the morning though, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> This just became a movie of the week. Oh my yeah, god. Uh, there, there's, honestly there's like not a lot of really good news this week. And so it's just like I'm just trying to fill this with, you know what I mean? I'm trying to fill this like fucking C&C Music Factory filled their fucking whatever the fuck they were making with rat turds. <laughs> they filled that nut, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. What was that? They, they talked about that in the song. Um, 
things that make you go, hmm, that was a funny song back in the day. Really enjoyed that one. Never gets played. Never gets played on the radio. Never hear it on the radio. Things that make you go, hmm. No, I feel like they immediately knew it was a bad song like a year later. They were like, oh, my God, this was so bad. Oh, I loved it. I still love that song. Still love it. <laughs> I still do. Jay, we're, we're coming up on seven years of PCL at the end of this month. Can you believe it? Yeah. Mm. Think, oh, Jake, you're bringing it back. <laughs> Bring it back around. Is that a thing that makes you go, hmm? <laughs> it is. It is. <sighs> yeah, seven years. That's that's wild. It doesn't seem like that at all, honestly. It seems like at least 15. Oh, my God. I would say. I would say. <laughs> I would definitely say that, man. I agree. I agree. I feel, you know what I mean? I feel like, you know, you, you ever see how like a president goes through their presidency and they age like 50 fucking years? That's how I feel after doing this fucking show for seven. I feel <laughs> We're both silver foxes now. Oh man. Oh, Jesus Christ. What do you, th- what do you, th- how do, oh my God. I bet Betty White is terrified of this COVID. No, it should be terrified of her. You kidding me? She's outlasted all the other Golden Girls. I know she's outlasted them, but it's like I, I feel like at this point, like uh, I don't know, if she wasn't as bad as like Kirk Douglas. I feel like uh, I feel like a strong gust of wind could have killed him towards the end there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. Was really yeah. Delicate, oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, he was. He was very. Oh man, but uh, yeah, Betty White. What do you think they're doing, man? What do you think they're doing with Betty White? That she's got like she's just probably locked in like a fucking padded cell or some shit. <laughs> oh, yes. She's like in some kind of clean room or something, where yeah. she, like free of germs, and people have to come in and like decontaminate or something <laughs> before they talk to her. She's like, yeah. There's like they've got like Lysol sprinklers on the ceiling that like go off like every ten <laughs> seconds or some shit. Whatever it takes, we have to we have to save Betty White at all costs. I hope so. Christ, oh, it's ridiculous. So many people are just fucking dying. But it was a voice actor that did the voice of like uh, Yogi Bear's girlfriend oh, or some yeah. shit. Um, she was the voice she, of yeah. Lois Lane in some of the cartoons, and she was mm-hmm. the voice yeah, of. Yeah, she, uh, she just passed away. I read that the other day. Yeah, yeah, it was COVID. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's sad. Um. I don't know. What do we do in this show? Oh, we do iTunes reviews. You guys ready for those fucking things? Always. You know? Sure. Yeah. yeah. My, man, my energy level's off the charts this week. The wrong way. I better, I better, better step up. <laughs> I'm going to step up too. What was he doing in that? Oh, shit. <laughs> what was he doing in that movie? <laughs> dancing i'm sure right? but what, what was like the point did he meet like some young girl and then like she was impressed by his dancing and she wanted to dance too was it is it just fucking dirty dancing just for younger kids i think there's okay, a competition hold on, hold on. this is the synopsis oh, no. tyler gage receives the opportunity of a lifetime mm. after vandalizing a performing arts school gaining him the chance to earn a scholarship and dance with an up-and-coming dancer nora guys spoiler alert him and nora totally do it they fuck <laughs> yeah nora and tyler are gonna do it <laughs> uh, i guess we know what's on nora's playlist channing tatum's cop <laughs> <clears throat> Oh man, 
Would you? Would, uh, you got, you <laughs> step up two is called the streets. <laughs> <laughs> is, hey, did okay? Was Tatum too big for st- part two? Did he leave? Um, I'm, I'm trying to see who the male lead is. Or did, I don't think he was in Step Up Two. Okay, did they do the whole? No, uh, it says he's listed in the cast. Yeah, but oh, is he a cameo? Does he show up at like mm-hmm. the end? Probably. Probably. I've not seen. I cannot verify. And it's Step Up Three. Is Step Up Three D? Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> because of course it is. And then Step Up Four. Step Up All In. I hear uh, Step Up 19, everybody dies of a virus. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Step Up 5, Revolution. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, crap. Uh, let's do iTunes reviews. Here we go. It's one star iTunes reviews this week. Got this first one here. It's titled Great Podcast. It's a five star. Great Podcast, one exclamation point. Jake, how do we feel about just one exclamation point? Pretty shitty. Yeah. What's what's the minimum on exclamation points? I think we decided three. Three is the minimum. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Somebody we don't com- even care about stars. We need at least yeah. three explanation points. Somebody's coming in a little bit short, needs to step up, and that person would be <laughs> the Walking Dead PH1. What is what is that? That sounds like uh, PH, PH balance. What, 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 what things do you need to PH balance? Like uh, your water? Po- your pool? Hot tubs. Hot tubs, the, your lawn. They need a, like a soil pH balance. What about what your else? Your hair? Your hair? Your ha- I feel like we're on fucking Family Feud. I think we might have just survey <laughs> says. <laughs> I think we're going to pass it off to the other podcast guys. I don't think they know the other answers. There's one left on the board. I don't think they know it, guys. Let's pass it off to the other podcast. Yeah, fuck scenic cast. They don't get shit right. <laughs> they don't get shit. <laughs> Love you, Scenic Cast. I was just on there last week and had a blast. Listen to that episode, everybody. Um, this goes on to say, I've been listening. I, I, oh, God, Jake. You know it's bad when I'm trying to make a joke out of pH, something I know nothing about. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, I, I was like, oh, boy. Wow, Brian. Really stretching this. Brian, you're stepping into some experimental territory here, buddy. Like, I, I, step up seven. Jesus Christ, you were out of your element on the step up stuff. Like, I don't know how you're going to make it through pH. <laughs> Jesus. I was just happy somebody said, somebody bailed me out and said hair. Thank you, Jake. I mean, like, <laughs> 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 uh, I've been listening to you guys for a while now, and I am never let down. This show is hilarious. And if you haven't listened, you don't know what you're missing. Thanks for the show. Comes from the Walking Dead PH1. Any more exclamation points after thanking us for the show? There was. There was, um, this show is hilarious and, you, and if you haven't listened, you don't know what you're missing. One exclamation point and then thanks for the show. One exclamation point adds up to be so three. three total. Three. No, they don't stack up like that. Exactly. <laughs> work that way. They're not, they're not cumulative. Like it has to be all at once. Yeah. You can't like 
yeah. accrue no, exclamation no. points like sick day? Okay. <laughs> no, we need th- at least three for each exclamation. I think uh, – I, I honestly wow. just think that like one exclamation point is just phoning it in. It's almost like you don't even care. You're just on fucking cruise control at that point. You know, you're just fucking just – flying through life with reckless abandon, not even caring, not even paying attention to what's going on. You're <sighs> Yeah, it's bullshit. It might have worked in the old like AOL chat room. Yeah. It's two thousand yeah. fucking twenty. It's twenty twenty. Let's get some more exclamation points out there, people. Let's do this. Uh let's see here. Who's this? Uh, we got here one here from Sean B is a fan. And it's uh, titled The Best. No exclamation points. Might as well just fucking throw up a middle finger there, Sean. <laughs> I don't have none than one. That's true. One, one yeah. is like it's like the the nickel tip. You know, it's almost just an insult. They say one is the loneliest number, so I will take zero over just one. That because like the one just reminds you that there could be two more, and you know that's just exactly uh-huh. that angers me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> It goes on to say, this is the best podcast that I listen to every week. Brian and Jake are great together. And most of the guests are great. (laughs) Let's take wild stabs as to who the bad guests are. I don't know. I don't know. Who do you think, Jake? Throw out a name. I don't know. Nothing, Nothing came straight to mind. So, I don't know. One of the people might be on this episode, so I don't want to be a jerk. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. Oh, my God. It's, it's not Rebecca. Everybody loves her. Jesus oh, Christ. No, no, I'm sure that's – no, no, that's definitely not true. It's everybody fucking loves you on this fucking thing. Like, every other iTunes review is like, my Rebecca, my Rebecca, my Rebecca. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Like you're a fucking condiment or something. I want my <laughs> What can I say? People like the barbecue sauce. I mean, you know. You're you're like the you're the ranch dressing of podcast hosts. It's ridiculous. I don't mean it's crazy. (laughs) Can I get some more Rebecca on the side? (laughs) Welcome to Step Up Barbecue, where all we serve is Rebecca barbecue sauce. (laughs) Step Up Barbecue. Uh, I didn't even read. Did I read? Yeah. No, I didn't read what he said. I didn't read everything. Yeah, he goes on to say, uh, a must listen, even though we were promised a butt boy review and never received it. That's what it. We're get, you're getting it next week. <laughs> the embargo is lifted next week. You're getting your butt boy review. <laughs> mm. Wow. Someone's so excited. They left an iTunes review about it. I know, Jake. I've been teasing it. I've been, te- you know what, you know what else I've been teasing? My butthole in the shower. You know what else I've been teasing? <laughs> I've been teasing those fucking the, the licorice, man. I still haven't gotten it. And I sent an email to the company saying, hey, when can I expect my licorice? And I nothing. Crickets, man. Wow. Crickets. Mm. I think, I think, I think, I think that they are probably owned by the people that formerly owned CNC Music Factory. <laughs> Shut down. Shut down. But do you want those rat turds? licorice things anyway no as long as i don't know if i don't know that i'm eating rat turds it's all fine you know what i mean (laughs) i mean that's i mean who knows how many rat turds you've eaten in your life and never knew exactly i've probably eaten my entire body weight in rat turds over my lifetime you know what i mean (laughs) 
my youth, part of my youth and my like part of my youth and like, you know, the formative years of like, you know, your brain being formed and becoming an adult. Probably some of that was due to eating rat turds. <laughs> that explains a lot. It does. It does. <laughs> this one comes from uh, next one comes from Coach McGurk. Five points to the person that can tell me where Coach McGurk comes from. <clears throat> Don't have nothing. Nope. Don't have nothing is correct, Jake. How did you know that? <laughs> that was like one of my favorite shows on Adult Swim, Don't Have Nothing. Oh, my God. Coach McGurk was so fucking hilarious on Don't Have Nothing. So it's an Adult Swim show? It's an Adult Swim show. It's called Home Movies. And it was uh, Coach Coach McGurk was on Home Movies. I'm a big fan of Home Movies. And you might be able to watch all of Home Movies on the Adult Swim app. Just throwing that out there for everybody. Since we're all quarantined, just <laughs> and you can watch home movies at home. It's so meta. Um, let's see. <laughs> nice cover your butt with that maybe in there too. Uh, usually, I cover my butt with my finger in the shower. So, <laughs> it's titled "Thanks, guys!" Two exclamation points. Might as man, that's Ooh. a fuck you, dude. That is a fuck you if I ever heard one. <laughs> no, I had two is better than one. Still no, unforgivable. No, two is just like one short. It's like, oh, I'm just teasing you. I'm teasing you with it. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. What's the review? Yeah. What's the review? What's McGirt got to say? <sighs> I just started listening to you guys again the past two months, Uh-oh. and you guys still deliver. It's a five star. Yeah, I, I hate this review. What what made him stop in the first place? Um, I, I don't know. Uh, what made him stop in the first place? I don't know. Definitely wasn't Rebecca. Everybody loves her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lately, yeah, Rebecca probably wasn't on for three weeks. And yeah, he was like, oh, I'm done yeah. with this show. No, I'm out. Yeah. Um, (laughs) lately I've been working extra hours due to the pandemic. Thankfully you guys help pass the time, especially when I can fit three or four episodes in during a shift. Since like, where does he fucking work? Jeez. Maybe he wrote a review for the wrong podcast. (laughs) Uh, Since I can't keep up on what's going on in the pop culture world, you guys fill in the blanks. Big thanks guys. Stay safe and stay Awesome. And that comes from Coach McGurk. Yeah, safe and awesome. Both middle names of mine. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, man. And next month, it's uh, our theme is the search for a new podcast co-host. <laughs> and... <laughs> Oh, thank God. It's, it's, it's all about me. It's all about me finding a replacement. Yay, Jake. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds fun then. It does with the iTunes reviews. Yeah, we got a lot this week. It's yeah. been kind of a drought and then got bombed with three of them this week. That's good stuff. So three is a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's how many explanations. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Three is the minimum, sir. We got the minimum iTunes reviews this week, man. It's been a while since we've had three, so it feels like a lot. Mm, that's true. That's true. Usually it's like one or two or just none. We had like a couple weeks, two or three weeks there. It was like nothing. It's like nobody gave a fuck. You would let it stack up just to get four. Oh, I know. Yeah, we did. God, the trying times that we live in, Jake, huh? <laughs> Oh, man. You guys had your faith and overcome. It's incredible. Just one more fucking thing, right? I I was about ready to pack up and move to a third world country. (laughs) 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 Mm. You guys ready to jump into some good pop, bad pop? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Let's do it. It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop. Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous weekend or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and if this is your first time listening, we'd like you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. Oh, you know what came back? What? What's that? What? You know what came back, everybody? Other back than street. the bumps on my groin. Harley Quinn season two. <laughs> I would have not have won that family feud round. <laughs> Harley Quinn season two. Anybody watching Harley Quinn season two? I didn't even no. know it started up again. Yeah. To be honest with you, it started up yesterday. Harley oh, Quinn geez, season two. I have no clue. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I loved season one. I thought it was great. I didn't know it was back. I would. I would have watched it. Oh my God! Wait until you watch this episode. They take what, in my opinion, is like <clears throat> one of the best animated shows on TV. And they just ramp up the humor. They ramped up the violence, uber violence in this one. Like, you got King Shark just doing some insane shit. And Harley Quinn, I'm not going to spoil who, but by the end of this episode, because I want people to watch it, kills, and I mean straight up murders, murders a big time Batman villain. Murders. Like, Big time. Like, you watch it happen. Just straight up murders. Oh, my God. Wow. It was insane, and I absolutely loved it. Fantastic fucking episode. If you don't have DC Universe, oh, my God, you're missing out on this. I know... I can't really say you're missing out on a lot of other things on DC Universe, but <laughs> Rebecca, did you watch anything else on there? Um, well, I, I am digging DC Universe All-Star Games, the Sam Witwer... Freddie Prince Jr. tabletop game, and they just started their second um, campaign, I believe. I haven't started that one yet, but it's episode six. Rebecca, did you watch the Stargirl trailer? I did. What did you think? Um, you know, I think overall, okay, I'm going to give it a solid taste. It. I thought it was. How, how do I put this? I, I didn't have like super high expectations for it. So yeah. like I, I, my, my bar was low to begin with, but like this trailer, I was like, you know what? 
Um, this looks actually pretty interesting. I liked the look of her. I thought it looked really empowering for like younger girls. Um, I don't know. I thought I, I'm I'm solid. I am interested to see this show, whereas I wasn't terribly interested before. So yeah, I mean, it did its job. I'm going to give it a solid taste. It. I liked it. I liked it. I'll give it a high taste. It. And I'm just. I I guess I I can't wait because I Joel McHale's in this too, and I can't wait to see him. Oh nice. Yeah. I know that that to me is like a big surprise thing that Joel McHale is in it. But like uh, again, uh, I like Joel McHale. But you know, I'm telling you, I I went into this like you know whatever. But I, I watched it and I was like, wow, this looks actually pretty good. Like mm-hmm. you know, so I think uh, I mean it definitely did its job. Got me interested to see a thing i wasn't interested to see before yeah and it's gonna drop i think next month may 18th on Mm -hmm. dc universe and then the very next day it'll premiere on the cw nice yeah so everybody will be able to see it on the cw um i just wish it wasn't cw friendly you know what i mean Mm. Mm, i get that yeah i I, I know because like that's that's what happens with all these cw shows they they start out really great and then they just devolve into like um, uh, too family friendly, and then they, dev- or they or they devolve into like teenage romance stuff. So I mean, you know, I, I don't know if that's going to happen here, but but uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I I don't not a fan of the fact that it's CW friendly. Oh my god, teenage romance is like one of my favorite things. I used to watch Saved by the Bell all the time. Think about all the kids that grew up watching the Dawson's Creek and the what yeah. and the Wonder yeah. Years. No, no, you're, I mean, that, that's true, but you're like, we saying, were teenagers then, so. <laughs> but te- yeah, but, age appropriate, but, but see that you got teenagers watching these new shows too. That's true, that's true, that's true, yeah. I mean, yeah, and, and then it just becomes like, that's it, obviously like, I'm not the target audience for it, but like, yeah, I, I get it though, yeah. Rebecca likes her superhero shows about teens with no genitalia involved. You just want you just want Ken dolls and Barbie dolls running around. <laughs> fucking Are there many of those? Vagina less and areola less. Fucking. <laughs> That's right. Take all that stuff out. I don't yeah. want it. I don't uh, like it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. So this is in the CW canon to Stargirl? I don't know if it's going to be part like Black Lightning wasn't at at first, and then they brought it in. So like this might be one of those things where it's like, no, it's not connected, and then all of a sudden it's connected to the Arrowverse. So I don't know until Is it, this event. <laughs> until this yeah, event, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If anything, they, they they might connect it in an event like a like a crossover. Well, session. shit. I mean, th- this last event that they had, they connected the Snyderverse with the Flash. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they I mean, sure did. You know. A lot of things. Um, Rebecca, I know you were going to talk about this. I'm going to bring it up right now, too. I watched the first episode, nailed it season four. Oh, I watched the whole thing. I figured I can't you myself did. With nailed it. I can't help myself. I know. It's one of those things. I, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like spread it out. I'm going to dole it out. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? A little nibble here, a nibble there. Mm-hmm. You know? But uh, I don't know why I, know, I said it like I, that. I can't help myself. Like it when it dropped, I was like, "Well, I know what I'm doing for the next couple of hours." <laughs> what? Did, I, I, I like. I really enjoyed that first episode. I thought it was great. How is the whole season? I, to be honest, I think this is the best season so mm. far. 
And I mean, like, don't get me wrong, like, each season that's come out, I think they've all been, like, very funny and very, they've had really funny guests and, um, or, or, um, guest judges and the, and, and the bakers have been, uh, real characters. Uh, but this, this year, the themes are so funny. Episode two is, the theme is the 90s. Oh, wow. And it, the opening, Brian, the opening, you are going to piss your pants laughing because it is – I don't even want to tell you what it is because it's just so funny. Um, and I don't know. It's like Nicole Byer is like extra just – she's just – I don't know. She's just so funny. There's like one episode where somebody calls for like a panic. So like you know Jacques has to go over and help them and uh, she's like, it's a panic! And she, and she gets on top of the table, like the, the judges sit behind, and she rolls off the table and then rolls into the pantry, like, oh no, it's a panic! It's a panic. <laughs> and, and the camera is just following her, and, and the bakers are just like, what is she doing? That is great. Oh my god. I don't know. This season just I think the combination of the bakers that they've gotten and Nicole just I don't know, she's extra funny and Jacques is so charming. He's really settled into like just being like try, like trying to be funny. And then of course Wes. Like it's all the components are there. So if mm. you're a fan of Nailed It, I mean season 4 is of course more of the same but I I think it's it's actually the best so far personally. That's awesome. I can't wait to finish the season. Now, I wish that I've got an Alexa device. I try not to say her name too loud cuz then she'll fucking light up and she's like, "What what do you want? What do you want? What do you want?" <laughs> Chill the fuck out. Jesus Christ. No, I don't want to shop on amazon.com. Fuck off. Um but uh like, I wish they had one, like, you could change the voice, and I wish I could change it to Jacques. Mm. <laughs> that would be, I, then I wouldn't get so mad at it. I don't know, I just, she, she sometimes annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> and sometimes she mocks me. She does. <laughs> Wait, but can't you change the voice on the Alexas, though? You I can, don't know. You can do it on the series. Can you? Can you change yeah. the voice on the Alexas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, oh, we're, we're doing that tonight, bitch! <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, a little blue light went to red. She's freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I watched a little movie that Neil suggested and I would like to talk about it. Dude Bro Party Massacre 3 on Shutter. Nice. Yeah, Dude Bro Party Massacre 3 follows Brent Chirino as he enters the oil-misted halls of the Delta Bi Theta fraternity. Brent isn't just any pledge, he's a legacy, and it's a legacy of death. See, Brent is here to solve the mystery of his identical twin brother Brock's murder, and he'll do anything to crack the case, even attempt the frat's most daring prank of all time. After the Delta's senior prank caused two commercial jets to collide over an orphanage, they're punished to a weekend at the old sorority house by the lake. But they're not the only ones there. A mysterious killer named Motherface lurks nearby. She knows <laughs> the bro's deepest fears, and she's taking advantage of those fears to pick them off, one by shirtless one, in increasingly gory ways. It's a race against time for Brent to discover the mysteries of his brother's death before Motherface butchers them all. This is a uh, satirical slasher film created by the comedy troupe Five Second Films. It was directed by Tom Jacobson, Michael Ruzelet, and John Salmon. Uh, 
despite the title. It's not a, actually a sequel, and there are no previous installments. And the movie's presented as a lost film that was banned in the 80s. It stars Alec Owen, uh, Paul Prado, Greg Sestero from The, from the Room, um, Jimmy Wong, uh, Ben Gigli, uh, Kelsey Gunn, Olivia Taylor-Dudley, Patton Oswalt is in this one. He plays the chief of police. And Brian Ferenzi is Officer Sminkle. So, Rebecca, did you get a chance to watch this one? Uh, no, I didn't, um, I don't think you told me about this one. I did. I sent you a message. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't see it then. No, I did not see this movie. It's all right. Neil, Neil, you told me about this <laughs> and dude, <Yeah>. dude, <laughs> I am so right? glad you told, this is one of the most bizarre and funny films and like as I'm watching it I feel like it was like the script was just thrown in a blender and I'm going to talk about that (laughs) here in a moment because it really in all honesty was in a way Mm -hmm. but dude I want you to talk about this yeah it's been uh, probably about a year since I've seen it Um, and I I, a girl I was seeing at the time uh, had it so I I watched it and I, I, I could Man, it, it was so goddamn funny and just like it's like a trauma film, you know, where it's, it's just off the wall. You don't really know what the hell is going on, but you're loving every single second of it. And yeah, I, I top wore the fuck out of it. it. It is so fucking funny. Oh and Olivia God. Taylor Dudley is also in The Magicians. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, dude, I was dying. I was dying <laughs> during this. It's just so bizarre and so funny all the things that happen in this movie like it's kind of like if you like it's a little bit of tim and eric in a way mm. and in the in, the, in like the comedy and it's it's like the gore and stuff like that is very trauma mm. and there's just bizarre stuff that happens like these the the guys in the frat pull off this prank and they <laughs> there's a town that they flood and they killed everyone in the town and then they go back to this town and the guy, and they're going to rent a paddy boat they keep calling them paddy boats paddle boats and they keep calling them paddy boats we're going to rent paddy boats and there's a guy and he's he's the guy who rents out the paddy boats and he's laying, he's like on his knees and he's crying at these graves and these graves are his family that's dead. And they, and he, and he turns around and, and he starts telling the story about his family and, and how before this incident where these guys, the fraternity, he knows who they are. Before they flooded the town, he had this paddy boat company. So, and it was, <laughs> there, there was no lake there. <laughs> it was, <laughs> and it was failing. So he, Thanks the fraternity guys for flooding the town and having his paddy boat business booming, but on the flip side, it also killed his family. It it was the weirdest interaction. There's so many weird interactions. Twenty two there. Yes, it's so. This it's such a weird movie. I can't even begin to describe or explain it. But right now, oh, um. Larry King makes a fucking cameo in this one. <laughs> what? 
he was he was talking to the the, the the comedy troupe in like an interview and he expressed his like you know he's like oh i always wanted to be killed in the movie so they fucking reached out to him and had him on and he gets killed in the movie <laughs> and i thought it's actually very awesome it's based the movie's based on a five second short and that was very popular. So they created a fake trailer and they launched this crowdfunding campaign. They raised $200,000 to make this movie. Um, the whole comedy troupe was assigned with writing duties, but they were restricted from collaborating with each other so they could write the movie, but they could not collaborate together. And then <laughs> Alec Owen assembled the screenplay from their separate scenes so everyone on set had a lot of sense. Yes. That make, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. It makes it make so much more sense now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> and, and, and I found out that though it's written as quote, a sort of feminist film, it was intentionally designed to fail the Bechdel test. <laughs> and boy does it and boy does it oh my god it this is a must watch and you can watch shutter for free right now they launched 30 days you just use the code shut in and you get a free 30 days of shutter and it this has been a huge success for them so far they um i think it was entertainment weekly talked to craig angler the general manager of shutter and he says it's by far the most successful promo code in shutter history and it's leading to like a record number of subscribers and their viewership is just like skyrocketed so um i think that uh i don't know it's crazy because it's i i feel like movie theaters are going to die here a lot of them <laughs> but then on the flip side it's like some of these streaming services are just like um they're they're really taking advantage of this so but i'm telling rebecca you got to watch this i think you would love you know, it you know what i just going back to my messages i saw your message now and i think when i read it like Whatever was wrong with my brain, it didn't click that I should watch it for tonight. Oh. So now I'm like, you didn't tell me to watch this. For you did, and I'm just like an idiot. So, yeah, now I totally want to watch it because you said it reminded you of Velocipaster in a way. And I'm like, well, that's yeah. all I, I needed to know. <laughs> it, Rebecca, this is just – I think everybody needs to watch this because, Neil, it's like – it's crazy. From one scene to the next, it's crazy. And the guy that they call Turbo, uh, Paul, <laughs> Paul Prado, if somebody told me that he was John Belushi's grandson, I would totally believe them. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> he's exactly the same. I mean, it, it's nuts. Yeah. He just, he's, he's very much a Belushi in like his comedy, his delivery. It's almost like, Oh, it, even the way he looks, I, I'm, this movie is a fucking Tupperware. I absolutely yeah. loved it. Oh, and, oh man, it's, I, I, I like that they wrote it to specifically fail the Bechtel test. <laughs> because most movies that fail it aren't trying to fail it. They're just how they're written. So that's pretty amazing. <laughs> Brian yeah. Frenzy, who plays Officer Sminkle, had me dying through this. Like, mm -hmm. mm. The police chief tricks him into going after the fraternity guys because he tells them that they're actually 
bags of oranges and if he bops them on the nose, if he bops them on the nose, they will turn back into their original form of bags of oranges. And that's how stupid this guy is. He believes them. And it's so fun. This movie is just so bizarre and so funny. You, everybody needs to watch this. There's no excuse because you can get Shudder for free right now for 30 days. So I highly recommend it. I'm going to talk about one more thing here real quick and I'll pass it off. I saw a movie on Canopy. If you have the Canopy streaming service, uh, it's through libraries. So go, I believe it's just canopy.com with a K and you can find out if your local library, um, uh, offers canopy. It's a, it's a streaming service. They give you a certain amount of credits every month that you can use, uh, to watch movies. And a lot of these are, are pretty new releases. And this is one from like last year. It's called Mickey and the bear. It's an indie film. Um, and if you want to rent it, you can rent it on video on demand. I think like on Fandango and Apple iTunes and all that stuff for like three ninety nine. So it's really cheap and everybody's fucking quarantined right now. So there's no excuse not to watch this, but it's really fucking good. Um, Mickey Peck is navigating through life in her hometown in Anaconda, Montana, and her loving but volatile relationship with her single and veteran father, Hank, which she is faced to take responsibility. Despite searching for her own identity and independence, Mickey is determined to keep her household afloat. It's directed by Annabelle Atanasio, and it stars James Badge Dale as Hank Peck. And he played, he's been in some stuff. I think he was in, oh, I can't, I know he was, he played Eric Savine in Iron Man 3, and I know he's been in some TV stuff. Uh, it also stars Calvin Demba. Camilla Marone plays Mickey, uh, Ben Rosenfield. Um, and Rebecca Henderson. Um, we're dealing with, she's in this small town in Montana and she's got a lot of promise. She's hanging out with the wrong crowd. She's got a shitty boyfriend, but she's very smart and she's got a scholarship that'll pay. Um, she's been accepted to a school and she's got a scholarship that's going to pay a lot of her tuition. But on the flip side, she's got some money that she needs to get herself in order to get into the school. And so, but she lives there with her dad and she takes care of her dad and it's a big, it's, 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 it's big. He's like, he's got PTSD and he's got this opioid addiction. He drinks a lot and, um, he's got a lot of other issues and it's, she starts seeing this, this new guy that's going to the school and he's from England and, uh, he starts to kind of like, put it in her that there's other places in the world other than you know anaconda montana and she's really wanting to go away get get to the west coast and and go to this school and um things just kind of spiral out of control in this movie um but it's it's i don't know it's there's that movie that i talked about a couple years ago with ben foster leave no trace which dealt with ptsd and this deals with it in a completely different way. Ben Foster's character was just kind of like he had his own things going on and he just wanted to get away from society. In this one, you've got a guy who's it's very severe. He's got an opioid addiction. Almost um there there's parts where he's just he's he's not I don't want to spoil too much about this one and if people want to watch it, but there's parts of it where he is not himself or he a reality kind of like he's, he's in a different reality. He's living through a different moment than other people are at that time. And he's got anger issues. 
Um, and it's just a lot for this young girl to kind of like take care of. She's like taking care of her own father and like he puts it on her like, don't leave me, take care of me. And she's got so much promise and so much, so much potential, but it's almost like her father's kind of like this cancer in her life. And I don't know, this maybe this movie made me feel a lot of different things. It, it made me feel like, you know, there's, there's this part where like you, you, you understand that she's a daughter and that she wants to take care of her father. But then there's also this, this part where you're like, this guy's being selfish and you want her to get the fuck out of there. I, I, Rebecca, I think you would love this movie. It sounds, it sounds like something I would enjoy a lot. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, it's called Mickey and the bear. If you have canopy, you can watch it for free. Otherwise you can just rent it for three ninety nine. It's four bucks. So I highly recommend it. I give it a Tupperware. I thought it was fantastic. And yeah, check it out. Uh, I'm going to pass it off to one of you guys. Rebecca, what do you got? Uh, so I got a couple of things here. I know you guys talked about this already, but I just want to briefly mention, I did watch Tiger King. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> wow. What a show. I mean, like, I, I, I'm not, to, I'm not gonna, you know, say anything that other people haven't already said a bunch of times over, but, um, I just felt like every episode was like, they just dropped this bomb every episode and it just got weirder and weirder and crazier and crazier and boy i hope the rumors of a movie are true because i would uh, <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i can't i want more of this train wreck and and i i i will say that i tried not to lose focus on the fact that this was a documentary meant to put a spotlight on animal abuse and i don't think it was well, I think it started out that way. I think I think they knew exactly <laughs> what they were doing. I think they knew exactly what they were doing. <laughs> I think that they knew that these people were fucking they were like they they all ran zoos, but their lives were basically they they were just it was a zoo. Their their lives were zoos. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, like, I guess, I guess I tried to approach it as like, okay, the point, don't, don't forget, Rebecca, like, uh, this, these are actual animals that are being abused. So like, don't lose sight of that. And it is easy to lose sight of it, you know, with all the memes and the jokes. And I'm not saying that they aren't funny. Of course, they're funny. I'm laughing at them just as much as everybody else is. But, um, I did read today. I don't know how true it is, but this guy, uh, Jeff says that Netflix is filming more Tiger King stuff. Mm. I, I don't huh. know if that's true or oh that's my, Jeff? Jeff, that's reliable. I mean... <laughs> He's saying that Netflix <laughs> is filming more Tiger King stuff. Oh my, when, well, if, if it's coming from Jeff... I know. <laughs> Why I You know, take that... Take, Take that as you will, but he says that Netflix is filming more Tiger King stuff. <laughs> Who's Jeff? <laughs> the guy who bought Jeff the Lowe? and like stole it from Jeff. Oh, that guy. That guy. Yeah, I just thought you just meant like a like... random guy named Jeff. No, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> I meant Jeff from the show. <laughs> hey, guess what? Guess what? I'm checking my email, and tomorrow, Neil, guess who we're talking to? It's confirmed. Oh, yeah. Uh, nice. Me and Neil and Tristan are going to be talking to. Hopefully, this is going to happen because I just got it confirmed. We're going to be talking to the lawyer from the PETA lawyer from the Tiger King oh, documentary, King. and her name's Brittany. 
And it's exciting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they found out about us, but they reached out to us and it looks like it's happening. That's exciting. Super exciting. I know. And I guess what is, oh, she's going to, basically, I guess she's going to talk to us about the stuff that we didn't get that they didn't expose in the documentary. Oh, wow. Even more exciting. I know. Jesus. That's awesome. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> All right. So that's what, happening. What did you write this, Rebecca? Oh, I'm going to Tupperware it. It's just such a train wreck. I can't I can't stop watching these meth-smoking hillbillies. I just can't. <laughs> I cannot stop watching them. I Oh god, I guess I'm part of the problem, but I I I, I couldn't stop watching this documentary. I binged it in a day. Mm. I, I, I couldn't stop watching it. I just watched the whole thing. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just, if you haven't seen Tiger King by now, although I don't know how you could have escaped it with all the memes everywhere, but like, it's just such a crazy, crazy thing. And, uh, yeah, each episode had a, had a, had multiple what the fuck moments. That's for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. Rebecca, and then like by, by the end of it, you know, you've got that guy. I don't remember his name now. He's being interviewed and he's taking a bath while they're interviewing him. It's like the least weird thing in this, in this documentary. <laughs> what does that say about your show when the least weird thing is the guy taking a bath while he's being interviewed about tigers? Like, <laughs> I can't. But, <laughs> yeah. Tiger King. I can't get enough of it. Speaking I, I like, almost want to watch it again. Speaking like, of like train wreck people, did you ever watch Here Comes Honey Boo Boo? I've seen <clears throat> an episode or two. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that one that much. Oh, and I don't know why I'm drawing a line saying I like one but not the other because <laughs> it's really not that different. But uh, yeah, I know. Not a, was not a fan of the Honey Boo Boo stuff. Oh, I loved it. Tupperware the fuck out of Honey Boo Boo. Loved it all day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, I loved it. Fucking crazy pageant moms and oh my oh, gosh, <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was great. I think the, the whole family's fucked up, but I loved the oh, fucking yeah. show. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ah, we're out. What, what else you got? Um, I watched the first three episodes of a show on Netflix called 100 Humans. Did anybody else watch any of this yet? No. Mm-mm, no. This is, this is pretty interesting. So it's, it's, um, it's eight episodes and it's a social experiment where they've gotten together 100 in- individuals from all over the country, different age groups, different ethnic backgrounds, different states, all that. It's there, and they take part in interactive experiments that explore human nature. Um, and they've got three hosts, and and the hosts are like people you've seen around, like the comedy circuit, and like um, and, and stuff like that. So it's like, um, yeah, they're they're like funny co- comedic hosts, um, and like some of the things that they tackle are like, you know, what makes a person more attractive, um, and they, you know, they talk about like face symmetry and stuff, but they do like experiments where like they get a group, they get like. They split the group in two, uh, two groups of 50, and they show each group three different mugshots. 
and they tell them, you know, this person did this, this person did that, whatever. One group, they show people that are like considered, quote unquote, less attractive. And then the other group, they show people that are more attractive. And it's the same crimes, exact same crimes, exact same circumstances. And the experiment is if the will the people who are more good looking get less prison time? Because they tell the group, like, imagine you're the judge, you're in charge of giving the sentence. What? How many years will you give this person? And and those are the kinds of experiments that they do. And they, you know, they kind of tackle like, you know, is it true that if you're a better dancer and you're a guy, you have a higher sperm count? Like that's an urban legend, and they kind of tackle that. Um, I thought Step they, Up Seven tackled that one. <laughs> you know, that is kind of the you know standard, but you know they 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 come close. Uh, but the, and they also ask questions like, um, is it true that women are better at multitasking than men, or um, why do women usually use more words than men do per day, and um, what's the best age group? Like, what um, when are humans most productive at what age group? So they're interactive social experiments, um, and they do talk to experts throughout the episode. Each episode's about 30-ish minutes. I want to say like 30 to 35 minutes each. So it's like just long enough that it's not going to overwhelm you with information. Uh, but it's incredibly entertaining and very interesting. And uh, I think I think it's really good. I'm going to top away the first three episodes because it's really – it's an engaging – um, informative show, but it's done with such a really great entertainment aspect to it that um, I hope they do a second season. I'd be interested to you know watch them tackle more questions um, and see how people react. Uh, it's it's a I, I highly recommend. It. I think it's a really interesting show. Oh my god! I bet you fucking like Gregory Hines' sperm count is just off the charts. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be. Oh my gosh, those little tap dancing spermies just bouncing around in his ball sack. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Gregory Hines, man. Oh, that guy should have been in more stuff. I love Gregory Hines. Oh, uh, he was great. Yeah, real legend, right? Fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Man, I, yeah, that, that actually sounds like a really good show. I like experimental stuff like that where they kind of like, uh, you know, test things or debunk things and, you know, yeah. you know, you know. Like I used to watch Penn and Teller bullshit. That was like one of my favorite mm, Showtime shows. Okay, great show. Yeah, I used to love MythBusters. MythBusters. Just for that same reason. Yeah. Like that, that was a. This is kind of in the. It's not. It's definitely not like a MythBusters like and in, in to that degree. But I think if you like those kinds of shows, I think this show is right up your alley. Very cool. Yeah, it's called One Hundred People. One hundred humans. One hundred. One hundred humans. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> no, I just don't want somebody to go in their fucking Netflix search engine and like they're typing in one hundred people. I don't see nothing. It's called. It's called the the one hundred. That's the CW show. <laughs> the one hundred. I'm just trying to make it. Somebody's up. like. Somebody's like. Man, this is nothing like what Rebecca was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but then they, they guess what? They end up loving the show, and then they fucking end up sucking her dick in an iTunes review, right, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> and then she's gone for a month, and they stop listening. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> oh, fucking hell! You got. Let's take a fucking break. Let's take a break. We'll come back with Solid more. Quiet. We'll come back with more good pop, bad pop. For all hundred people that want to listen to this show. <laughs> 
the real 100. <laughs> we'll be right back. episode's going i don't know anymore i don't even know I don't, i'm so out of touch i don't know what the kids i don't know what the kids want jake i don't think they want podcasts anymore i think podcasts are dinosaurs now i don't know podcasts might be big right now with like no movie theaters and like no going places people might be just like listening to the podcast like crazy no, they want fucking 12-second TikToks. They don't want this bullshit. Oh, yeah, they want the TikToks. <laughs> oh, TikTok. People, they, like, you say that to your grandparents, they're like, TikToks? And they hand you, like, an orange mint, you know what I mean? <laughs> no. <laughs> you fucking elderly piece of shit, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm more and more starting to think that you're right, that the Quibi might be a thing, because, man, that, the TikTok is just blown the fuck up, and... I know these. You know, just that short entertainment. Yeah, what is it with short attention spans? It's, like, why, yeah, why the fuck? Why the fuck are we doing like a four or five hour podcast? We could do like a four minute one. <laughs> yeah, Quibi's got it right. I think we would blow the fuck up if we did a four minute podcast, Jake. <laughs> yeah, we'd have made that pH joke and then been out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that would have slayed him. <laughs> Finally, the, the kids are relating to that. <laughs> yeah, you just make a video where you change clothes with the snap of a finger to go along with it, and we're there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rebecca, what else you got for Good Pop, Bad Pop? Uh, let's see here. I saw a movie called uh, The Banker. Yeah, we reviewed um, that a couple weeks ago. It's, what'd oh, you cool. Th- no, what do you think? Just- I just watched it. I'll, I'll be brief since you guys already talked about it. Um, I, I would give this movie a solid taste. It. I I I really liked the premise of it. Like I liked the um, I liked the story idea of it. But I, I don't know. The I thought the dialogue was pretty cheesy in parts. And um, I don't know. But like, I have a hard time seeing Anthony Mackie as a leading man in this. I just I don't know. I mean. I li- I like him in the Marvel movies a lot. I li- I've liked him in other stuff that he's done too, like when he's part of like an ensemble cast. But here he's leading the cast. He's the main character, and I don't know. I just had such a hard time really believing him. Uh, he uh, he just wasn't very engaging or ch- or. I don't even want to say charming because that's not his character, but like it was just hard to see him in that role and be believable for me. Um, but I didn't think it was like a terrible, terrible movie. I did. I'm glad I saw it. Um, I did think it was a little bit too long though, but I, I would give it a solid taste. It. I, I, I think it. It was like okay for me. I don't. I don't know if you guys liked it more, um, but I thought it was okay. 
Wow. So your Rotten Tomatoes quote is, Anthony Mackie sucks. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man he's a listener too so get ready to be added oh boy <laughs> um no i uh i, I thought i, I thought know. samuel jackson killed it though no he's i mean he killed it and everything <laughs> he was in, fucking great he was i i really li- i liked him a lot i liked um i did i i thought i thought nicholas holt was like good but I also felt like he also seemed a little lost in the cast. Like he wasn't sure what he was supposed to be doing sometimes. And I, I mean, that's his character too. Like I get that the character had his moments where he was like, I don't know how to do this thing. But like as the, as the actor, I almost felt like he was like, I, I don't know what I'm doing in this movie. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. It was okay. Like it was an okay movie. I wish I could, you know, recommend it more, but I thought it was just okay. <laughs> yeah. The Banker, it's on Apple. TV Plus, everybody, you can check it out. I th- I, I think the story's pretty fascinating, and and maybe a uh, documentary on this would be even better. Yes, I I would watch if they made a documentary about the story. I would watch that in a heart because I thought I thought the story of it narrated by so- Anthony Mackey. No, I'm kidding. Oh God, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should have Sam Jackson nom- uh, narrated. Oh yeah, let him say motherfucker as many times as he wants. No shit. Get these motherfucking snakes out of this motherfucking bank, oh, dude. You don't even know how much I love that movie. I love I snakes on a plane. Love snakes oh, it's on great. Plane. I saw that shit that in a fucking theater. It's so good. I have guilty pleasures. One of them is fucking Sam Jackson in that fucking uh, snakes on a plane movie. And the other is Xander Cage. Triple X. Oh God, Triple X movies, man. Oh my God, Triple. That's what the world needs right now is another Triple X movie. I was hoping that Fast and Furious Ten, when they fucking finally come out with that one, that those two movies would cross over. We'd get two two Vin Diesels. Oh my God, two Vin Diesels. Oh, that's gotta be the next. That's a very logical next step. Man, can you imagine that? Hold on, hold on. No, no. Listen, listen to me. Hear me out here. It, you know how they do, like, you know, it's called F9, right? And you see F9 on the screen. Fast and Furious 10, they use the Roman numeral 10, for uh, the Roman numeral for 10, and it's the X. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it says FX, and then all of a sudden, these two little X's on the side appear right next to them. And you're like, oh, my God. That's, that's triple X. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would, I would, I'm telling you, I would lose my fucking shit if they brought in fucking triple X Xander fucking cage. I remember like, what was it? Okay. So they had the first one and then they did the second one with ice cube. Then they did the third one. The third one is just amazing. It is a fucking piece of art. It is cinema. It's finest. You got uh, fucking <laughs> Tony Collette is in that movie. Can you believe that shit? Oh, I shit. cannot believe that. That is, is hard to believe. And check this out. Check this out. At, towards the end of the movie, guess who shows up? Fucking Ice Cube, Triple X, bitch. And he's got like a fucking rocket launcher and shit. And you're just like, oh shit, that's fucking Ice Cube. Oh fuck. <laughs> I'm telling you, cross that shit over. Cross it over with fucking the Fast and Furious. We get two Vin Diesels for the price of one. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, I'm there. Opening night, man. IMAX. Let's I'm there. Fucking throw Groot in that shit too, man. Fuck it. Let's do it. 
is this the Veniverse? Is that what's yeah. happening? Yeah. Uh, get Riddick in there, too. Yeah, yeah, let's get fucking Riddick in there. Let's get his fucking character from Boiler Room. Let's get that Saving Private Ryan motherfucker in there. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be like in Endgame when the portals open and it's all these Vin Diesel characters. Oh my god, that would be awesome. Giant just lumbering out. And you hear somebody mumble the words, on your left. And it's, it's, <laughs> I want this movie now. I want to watch it right now. Oh yeah, that's oh man, that's amazing. I could see them doing that with Fast and the Furious too. It's not, it's not quite yeah, so ridiculous. Yeah, but I don't know if it, I don't know how it works with like different studios and who owns. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, f- oh fucking Bloodshot would. Pop in there too. That's a great oh, yeah. movie. I'm telling you, it's so good. It's so fucking good. If I could buy it for 19.99 right now, I would. But it's only rental for 19.99. Uh, oh, really? I thought that one was for to buy. I don't know. Can you? I thought. I thought that these new ones coming out were just for rental. No, that's uh, I forget. It's the studio that did Invisible Man and The Hunt are doing the 19.99 rentals. Isn't that Universal? But, I believe you're correct. But uh, Bloodshot, yeah, you can get it nineteen ninety nine to buy. Well, fuck, I'm buying it tomorrow. Yeah, Columbia Pictures. It's a Sony movie in there. The cool about it. Yeah, fuck. I'll go half on Bloodshot with you, dude. Let's do this shit. Let's do fucking Bloodshot, man. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I'll buy it right now if you want to go have these. Dude, we should Netflix party fucking Xander Cage. The return of Triple X. You know what I mean? The uh, Triple X. The return of Xander Cage. We should do that. Dude, I need to see. I, I've only <laughs> seen the first one and the Ice Cube one, and I I love the first one. It's just fucking amazing. I'll it's tell you, like such an homage to those dumb '90s action movies, kind of. That's what Bloodshot is. And I'll tell you one thing. I loved. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of Riddick. You know that first one, or what was that movie called? Oh, I hate Pitch Black. Pitch I Black. Pitch Black. But man, you give me Carl Urban in the Chronicles of Riddick with Vin Diesel, I'm all about that fucking movie. I loved Chronicles of Riddick. Own it on DVD. Yeah, oh, so much better. So much better. Yeah, uh, the first one, I, I always call it the most headache-inducing movie I've ever seen. It's like 30 minutes of shaky cam and blinking lights. And by the time that was over and they land on the planet, I'm just so checked out. <laughs> Oh man! I have a special spot in my heart for Pitch Black because I cut school and watched it with some friends. Yeah, young and dumb. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've never I haven't seen it since. But <laughs> so it's been like twenty years. <clears throat> ah, I saw. I watched a show on Apple TV Plus this week called Home Before Dark. I watched the first episode. Um, Rebecca, Neil, have you guys or Jake? Have you guys started this? I watched yeah. the first two episodes of this. Nice. I watched the first one. I don't have Apple TV Plus, so no. They are free, whether or not you have Apple TV Plus. Oh, really? I don't have it either. I oh, would cool. Have, yeah. That's hmm. it, though. First two. Home Before Dark follows a young girl who moves moves from... Bro- I mean, I've really stumbled over that one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that one, that didn't, a young girl who... <laughs> <laughs> Seven years, Jacob. Approaching seven years. <laughs> yeah. I, I you do can feel it. I know. I have a golden tongue, don't I? Jesus. <laughs> Home Before Dark follows a young girl who moves from Brooklyn to the small lakeside town her father left behind. While there, her dogged pursuit of the truth leads her to unearth a cold case that everyone in town, including her own father, tried hard to bury. 
The series is based on the life of young journalist Hildy Lisiak and stars Brooklyn Prince. Yes, that Brooklyn Prince, the girl from the Florida Project. She was also in The Turning, which was most recently in theaters. Uh, Jim Sturgis, Abby Miller, Lewis Hertham. Oh, man, Lewis Hertham. What a badass name. Hertham. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna. It sounds it sounds it, it sounds like a guy with a list telling you to go out there and kick somebody's ass. Go out there and hurt them. Yeah, <laughs> hurt them's gonna hurt them. I'm gonna hurt them. I'm gonna hurt them up. <laughs> they, they they hurt you. You hurt them. Hurt them. Maybe he was talking about uh, Megan Fox's thumb. What's that? Her thumb, Megan Fox, you know, her thumb. Oh, oh her thumb. Oh, her thumb. Oh, okay. oh thank you, Neil. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, th- basically, it's 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 based on a true story. It's like this nine-year-old girl who's like uh, obsessed with journalism and uncovering the truth. Uh, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later because I did look up the real-life girl, and it's pretty fucking interesting. But uh, I, I only had time to watch the first episode. Um, Jake, you've watched two, and I, I want to know your thoughts on this show. Yeah, I, I absolutely loved this show. This is a Tupperware for me. Um, I was surprised. I watched the the trailer that Apple provided before watching it, and I, I was just kind of mad by the trailer, but the actual show really blew me away. Um, this show could easily, by its plot, feel like a Nickelodeon or straight-to-Disney Plus type of thing, but it, the production value made it feel like almost like an HBO show to me. Like, it, it treated the subject matters very seriously, it, it didn't, you know, shy away from the murder and the actual crime case of it all. And it wasn't watered down for kids, even though the primary character is a kid. And I have a lot of respect for that. It, it really kept my attention. And yeah, if I, it, I was really thinking about subscribing to Apple TV plus just to watch the next episode. Wow. Uh, Rebecca, what did you think about this one? Yeah. You know, um, I, I really liked this this first episode. I, that's all I had time to watch as well. Um, I at least for me, when the first episode ended, I, I did want to watch more, but I didn't feel that like, oh man, I have to watch episode two right now. Like I didn't really have that feeling. Um, I I don't know if I'm the target audience for this, but I I think the show is a little a little wobbly on who its target audience is. Like, I'm not sure if they're aiming for that, like, tween-age, teenage girl and boy group, or they're aiming for adults. But I agree with Jake. Like, the the production value feels like an HBO series, but it definitely, I think, is maybe geared to a younger audience, which is not a bad thing at all. Um, I think in, in a lot of ways, um, you know, especially in the first episode, um, Hildy has, like, her, her Captain Marvel moment where, like, she keeps getting knocked down, but then she gets back up every time. I like to call and- those moments Chumbawamba moments, personally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're all encompassing in Captain Marvel. It's what the, you know that is true. It's a bit more wide than just Captain Marvel. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I'm talking about like sort of like when she's about to give up, and then she's like remembering all these things. And um, I, I thought Brooklyn Prince definitely she's the standout of the cast. Um, she's incredible in this. I really love. 
she's so young, but she's so mature in her thinking that um, she really. I, I just I love her attitude. I love the way that she portrays this. This she's a real life person, not not just the characters. But um, I I really do like the show. I am going to watch more of it. I'm I'm hoping that like uh, the more I get into it, the more like solidly I'm going to I'm going to love this show even more. I feel like I will in another couple of episodes. But like just for that first episode, I would give that. I would probably give that. Like a high, t- like like just a high taste it, like just a little bit over a taste it. I, I I want more. I just again, I just wasn't like I had to watch the next one next. Like I I didn't feel the need to binge it, but I could. Uh, I, I think that there is definitely an audience out there who would watch that first episode and hit that next button right away and watch it. So I I think it's definitely worth at least checking out. So you've got on this. That, on that note, I will say that the second episode was better than the first. Oh, so okay. In a way, I do agree. If I would have just watched the first episode, I probably would have high tasted it, and then by okay. the second episode, I was in Tupperware territory. Oh, see, okay, now that okay, that is extremely encouraging to me. So, like knowing that, I'll I'll probably watch episode two tomorrow. Like, just I want to jump back into the into the show. Yeah, the first episode, it, it, it's very much, even though it's a one big long winding story, the first episode did just kind of set everyone up and that big moment where she overcomes you know the chat was kind of like the big figurehead moment to define that character and by the second episode it just kind of seems like it's the main story and here we go okay cool so you've got this you know family and they're they're moving uh i think it's to pennsylvania and back to the you know town where the father comes from and uh i guess he used to be a journalist and they've kind of lost everything and they were left this house by, you know, uh, their, their grand, one of the grandparents and he's now in a retirement home and so like they, they're living in the house. And their, you know, Brooklyn Prince goes to this yard sale, meets this woman who used to know the father later on that night. Uh, there's, you know, police outside, you know, Brooklyn Prince, her character sees like the flashing lights and she's, an, you know, she believes that she's this uh, journalist, investigative reporter, and she goes out there to check out and see what's going on. Um, there's been a murder and it's the woman, the, that woman that, uh, you know, the father knew and the, the girl met at the yard sale. She, she's been murdered. And so you've got Brooklyn Prince who's basically uncovering the story and then prints this on like is it a blog or like it, that she sends out to the entire school it's her school newspaper i maybe it is a newspaper slash blog i don't think they have a paper newspaper anymore well she just got to the school so it's not like she's like part like of their newspaper you know what no, i mean I, I think she writes an article and then like email or like post it on like the school intraweb or something right. like that and it's yeah, it had the school's header on it yeah and this is not a thing that, you know, kids do. And so like, and then she's talking about a murder. And so like, and this is disrupting this very small town. And it's a small town where people like neighbors know their neighbors. Everyone knows each other and it's disrupting the small town and it's scaring other kids in the town thinking, you know, like, you know, that there might be a murderer on the loose. And so parents are worried about this and they're complaining to the school and, 
there's a lot that I really liked about this first episode. I, you know, I was thinking like, oh, this mother character, what's her deal? Like, why hasn't she done anything in this episode? And then there's that scene where like the family is all at the table, dinner table, and they all are kind of just like wanting her not to be this investigative reporter. They just want her to chill out and they want to like start a new, you know, a life there without this, without her being all, you know, journalist. And because it because it, it brings a lot of attention to the family, and mm-hmm. and they think it's weird. Like the the older daughter thinks it's weird. She just is embarrassed by her little sister, and so. But it was also um, like you get that scene within the family where they're trying to like kind of like they just want to tone her down, and then when the principal brings the mother into the office, fucking her claws come out. The mom. The mom fucking, I loved that scene where the mom stood up for her daughter. And I just, I, I thought it was amazing standing up to that fucking, that principle. And I was just like, that's the way a mother should be. That's the, that's, that's a good mom right there standing up for her kid. And I loved that. And, and then later on you get the whole scene of like in, in the school where, she, you know, like people have been leaving like, like YouTube comments and things like that, where people will leave mean, hateful comments and things like that. We get them in iTunes reviews all the time. Well, Brooklyn Prince gets up on, you know, in, in the cafeteria, starts reading off these hateful comments and people are just kind of like snickering and pointing at her. And, and then all of a sudden her sister stands up next to her. And then all these other people in the school, like a few of the other kids stand up next to her and, and she garners their respect in that moment. And it's, and it's cool. And then a food fight breaks out, but I, I, <laughs> I, I absolutely loved this first episode. I'll give it a Tupperware. I thought it was fantastic. I love Brooklyn Prince. I thought that this was a fantastic episode. I looked into the real um the real girl and her name is Hildy Lysiak and it wasn't a blog that she did but she when she like when she stood up on the tables in the school in in this she recorded like a YouTube video where she was reading off the mean comments that people were were saying and um it's really, it was really impressive, this, this young girl. And I, this is true. I, at a young age, the real Hildy, I got this from distractify.com. At, at a young age, the real Hildy apparently visited New York Daily News newsrooms with her father and was instantly hooked on the prospect of pursuing journalism, according to Pop Sugar. She started her own newspaper, Orange Street News, and eventually covered a violent murder in her town. A few years after she began her journalistic career, the real life Hildy is now 13 years old. She's continuing to do what she loves, which is reporting, despite facing tremendous controversy over the years. According to Mia, she is the youngest member of the Society of Professional Journalists and now has her own book series with Scholastic, which is separate from the new Apple TV Plus series. Additionally, to this day, Hildy still enjoys reporting local criminal local criminal news and has continued to run the publication she created herself, Orange Street News. It was initially based in Sellins Grove, Pennsylvania, but has since moved to her new hometown of Patagonia, Arizona, where she now lives with her family. She continues to crack cases and report them as they come. Basically, she's a real-life Nancy Drew. I'm just so impressed by 
the the video of the, the of the real girl is amazing just to hear the real girls talk and and read these you know terrible comments and like some of these people are dropping dropping f-bombs and like she, she she's dropping the f-bomb in this video it's crazy but and she's and she's not reacting to it the same way that she did in the show she's basically laughing them off she's laughing them off and i believe that that comes from a place of like She's not going to let anybody get her down. She's going to chumbawamba through this. She's going to tough thump through this. And, um, just the truth means so much to her. It's just, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know when you're so, when you're young and, and you haven't been jaded by, you know, life beating you down and it's trying to, it's like, it's trying to beat her down. It's crazy how fucking, uh, how mean people are even to like a nine-year-old girl that they would mm-hmm. do this and she, yeah, the only yeah. thing she was trying to do is trying to uncover the truth but on the flip side it's like this is this is it's it, it's different a nine-year-old girl tra- reporting a murder is not what we typically and especially when all the other news outlets were behind on the story or not reporting that it was a murder and they were showing up late to this story it's I can understand why people would just don't say anything if you don't have anything nice to say. It's she's still a nine year old girl, and I mean, we look at like look at like all the celebrities and their kids that go through things, you know, politicians and their kids that go through all the horrible things, uh, you know, where people make fun of them. It's got to take a toll on them in some way. So I don't know, but I I, I loved it. I Tupperware the first episode, and I can't wait to continue watching this one. I think Brooklyn Prince is just. She's an actor. She is a fucking uh-huh. actor. She's great. I, I, I agree. I loved the principal scene. I, I loved both of her parents. I thought they were just really well fleshed out characters. I, I thought the scene where the mom and the dad were just kind of wishing she could just be a normal girl and they kind of concede that she's not going to be and it wouldn't be any good to try to stop her from doing what she's doing because then they would have zero control or policy over it because mm. she would just do it anyway. Yeah. And I thought it was smart the way they kind of they would tell backstory, but not just beat you over the head with backstory and flashbacks like just the drop that they couldn't afford a babysitter and that Hildy was constantly with her dad while he was doing his own reporting, which is why she picked it up in the first place. I thought was very subtle and smart. And I just thought it was a very well written, well crafted TV show. And she's just got a knack for it. I like how they show how she looks at clues and how she processes things. You know, it's just, it's a very cool show. I'm really digging it. Yeah. So obviously, though, with you telling me about the real life stuff, her dad never does get a job and is now riding off Hildy's coattails. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Like they're getting these Apple TV plus royalties right now as we speak. Yeah. Um, so that's unfortunate. Yeah. This the COVID-19 has not affected the father at all. <laughs> <laughs> He's still just lazing around the house making hamburger helper. Did we lose Rebecca? Oh, she's there. There she is. I see you. I thought we lost you, Rebecca. Maybe we did. <laughs> yeah, I don't see her. <laughs> she's gone. <laughs> well, Jake's been kicked off twice now, so. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Luckily, Hello? not during the episode. Hey, welcome back. Oh, is. sorry. I hit the wrong button. Sorry. Um. <laughs> I was writing a blog blog about how you were murdered. Oh, thank you. Well, thanks, Jake. I appreciate you investigating my murder. That's that's very – I appreciate that. Um, No, just uh, one one quick thing about – I did like that they um, 
in the scene with the mom talking to the principal when you were you were mentioning that earlier, Brian. Yeah, I really did love the scene where um, they do give the mom a really good, like a, I like that they gave her a backstory that she was a public defender. Like they just kind of dropped that. Yeah, and I like that they. As Jake was saying, they they give you exposition, but they're not like shoving it down your throat. It's 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 just dropped in very organically in the story. Um, and I do I do appreciate that. I I do like that this is such a young girl who's doing her own thing, and her parents are supporting her. So yeah, I mean, I'm definitely gonna. I I think you guys are a little higher on it than I am, but I'm definitely gonna keep watching this show. I think it's you know J- Jake said he liked the second episode better. I I think I'm gonna. I'm excited by that. So watch the next episode and, and hopefully like it a little bit more too. Wow. It sounds like you were leaving shitty comments on her fucking blog, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. You're a fucking troll. You're a fucking internet troll. Yep, sure am. <laughs> Trolling it out. I saw a movie on Amazon Prime called Blow the Man Down, and it's not a porno. I was hoping Ooh, it I was. I watched the wrong movie. Oh, did you? <laughs> um, yeah, me as well. Uh, hey, everybody. <laughs> welcome to Easter Cove, a remote and insular fishing village on Maine's rocky coast. And the small town bonds run as deep as the ocean and secrets are thick as the morning fog. Each day, droves of men. I know. These love, I love that, too. <laughs> I couldn't hit mutant time. <laughs> <laughs> Each day, droves of men take to sea for the daily catch while a handful of women serve as the community's powerful, albeit discreet, operators. Though the self-interested code of the town's old guard has governed for years, our tale takes place as the tides are turning in Easter Cove. Mary Margaret Connolly, a beloved and integral town matriarch, has just passed away. In the wake of her death, her daughters Mary Beth and Priscilla face an uncertain future, haunted by Bill's and unpaid loans left behind. Priscilla tries to fill her mother's shoes by taking over the family fish shop while her younger sister, Mary Beth, refuses to accept the new responsibilities. The sisters find themselves at odds, and Mary Beth stubbornly defends her dream of leaving town, even if it means abandoning Priscilla altogether. Great synopsis. It doesn't even talk about the fucking murder at the beginning of the movie. Like, come on. <laughs> Seriously. Who writes these fucking things? Uh, it's directed by uh, two directors here. Bridget Savage Cole and Daniel uh, Danielle Crudy. Uh, it stars Morgan Saylor, Sophie Lowe, and Ed O'Toole. Yeah, and that and Ed O'Toole. Fucking Lana Lang from uh, Superman, and she's also she was also she played uh, Martha Martha in uh, in Smallville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Marceline Hugo, uh, Gail Rankin, Will Britton, Skip Sutteth. And uh, Margot Martindale, I love Margot Martindale. She's great. I she's like so one of those good. character actors that when you see her in some, you're like, oh, it's going to be good. Uh, she's going to be good. In this. Well, <laughs> anytime she shows up in uh, BoJack Horseman, I am just I love. Oh, it. I love her character in BoJack. Well, she plays herself, but she plays. <laughs> she does like play a version of her. Yeah, like it's great. I love like, it. Like a hyper unrealistic version of herself. <laughs> Um, this had its pre- world premiere at the Tribeca Film Festival uh, last year in April, and then it was uh, released on March 20th uh, on Amazon. And um, who, who got to see this one? I did. I did not. Nami. 
Rebecca, what are your thoughts on uh, Blow the Man Down on Amazon Prime? Dude, this is a weird-ass movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So a few minutes in, I'm like, okay, they've got this singing chorus of fishermen, which, by the way, absolutely lovely voices, all of these gentlemen who were singing. I thought that was really good. But I... And then they would kind of go back to them a couple of times in the movie. So yeah. I wasn't sure what tone they were going. I felt like in the beginning of the movie, it wasn't sure if it was trying to be a parody or a dark comedy or if it was meant to be like a modern Greek tragedy with like the chorus singing stuff. Like I felt in the beginning, the movie felt a little unsure what it wanted to be when the, when the murder happens and when the backstory of who the mom is comes out. And that's when I feel like to me, the movie solidly planted itself as like, this is a dark comedy, but it's also this like kind of it's a gritty dark comedy. It, yeah, it, um, it felt like, you know, with like the singing and you know what I mean? Like with the fishermen okay. singing and stuff, it felt like it was like it felt like these directors were trying to make this like a Coen Brothers movie. Yes. Yes. It definitely felt like Coen Brothers adjacent. Yeah. 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 And and so that's why I felt like I didn't I wasn't quite sure what the movie was trying to do. And then once I felt like once um, things started to explain themselves and unfold, then I felt really engaged with the movie. Mm. And um, I really liked this movie a lot. Like I'm just for my own experience, I'm going to talk about this movie. I, I think it does take a minute to get into it a little bit. When you until you figure out uh, how the movie speaks to you, but I think at the end of the day, it's an incredibly well made, well shot uh, movie with like really good character development and really characters with levels and layers and dimensions. And this is such a female heavy um, cast, and the writers and and but both the writers and directors are women, so it's like. I, I really loved seeing all of these women on screen and and it was just for me a real joy to see different women with all these layers of personality and and feelings. I, I really thought this movie was excellent and, and well done. I liked it a, a lot, but I, I, I can't Tupperware it. I think it's gotcha. – I can't Tupperware. I'll give it a high taste. It. I, I liked it a lot. I just felt like it was kind of like um, put together weird. I, I mean, there's some great stuff in this movie. I and there's some huge reveals. I feel like I just didn't really get to know. I feel like there's so much. Like this would have been better as a series that they get a. They could have like. Opened up. They could have easily done this as a series. I, I I agree. Yeah, and they could have opened up a little bit more. I feel like I don't know. It's if you get into too much, you kind of spoil it. It's just yeah. The mother dies. These girls really don't know everything that their mother was involved in in the past. They really don't know like kind of like what what goes. They've been sheltered from like what really goes on in their town. And it's, it's bizarre because like, 
some young girls, it seems like young girls are spared and then some, some young women are exploited in this movie. I agree. I do think the movie addresses that toward the end. Oh, it does. Definitely. Um, in a big way. I do think though, Oh, I, I, I want to say something, but I feel like it's going to give away too much. I, I think this movie does a really interesting job of what happens when you make someone a scapegoat in a, a, ter- a bad situation. I know I'm being so weird about it, but like if I say too much, I'm going to give away too much. But I think that once, especially um, – the character that um, uh, I just uh, that Margot Martindale plays um, Enid no- Enid Devlin. I um, I thought as much as this movie was about the two sisters, I thought she really stole this movie from them, and oh, I sure. thought her character was the most interesting character in this movie. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think the younger sister was a she's a really fine actor. I, I thought she was yeah. very good. But yeah, of course, Margot Martindale, like she killed it in this movie. This movie kind of exploded like with the older daughter uh and like the young cop, you know, and like the young cop just kinda like goes away in this movie and like mm-hmm. you know, it was kinda like weird. Um Yeah. I I uh, oh and it's got the old woman from Nebraska, that Will Forte movie with Bruce Dern and I, I think she's great. And they didn't give her enough to do in this movie. I think she's mm-hmm. fucking incredible. Um I think this movie has a lot of great parts. I just don't think it came together perfectly. I'll give it a high taste. It. It's nothing that I would, I would, I would not tell people not to watch this. I think it's definitely worth watching. It's on Amazon, but it's nothing that like it. It's not it for it trying for what I feel like it's trying to be a Coen Brothers movie. I would much rather watch a Coen Brothers movie. I think I gotcha. it's a valiant attempt by these young directors, and I think that they only are going to get better. But they're very early on in their career. Like this is their first attempt, and for like uh i think for like this attempt i think they did a great job i think there's a lot of cool stuff here i think like the setting of them being in maine and you know this fishing town and and all that stuff it's all interesting so i enjoyed it quite a bit and i thought margo martindale tupperware performance from her but overall i just think the movie's it's clunky in parts and i just can't give it a tupperware i got you i got you but um neil what do you got for good pop bad pop yeah, I got a, well, I got, I got a couple things. Um, I've been watching Community on Netflix. Uh, I, I think it just dropped this last week sometime. Um, and it, I've been trying to find a place to rewatch this for a while now because Community is one of my favorite shows ever. Um, it's absolutely brilliant. But you've talked about it before. We've all talked about it before. We all know how amazing it is. Um, so I rented a movie on Prime called The Voices, and I, I heard about this on Twitter. Uh, Ryan Reynolds was talking about it uh, as one of his favorite roles he's ever played, and it's uh, the, the IMDb blurb is, A likable guy pursues his office crush with the help of his evil talking pets. The things turn sinister when she stands him up for a date. And... I mean, the, the, the plot doesn't release. Really, it's not completely accurate, but it's 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 close enough. Uh, it stars Ryan Reynolds, uh, Gemma Arterton, and Anna Kendrick. And uh, Ryan Reynolds 
also does the voices of his talking pets, and they each have different accents. <laughs> the cat is named Mr. Whiskers, and he's got this really thick Scottish brogue, <laughs> and and just swears constantly, and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> when did this movie come out? 2014. I've never even uh, heard of this. I had Maybe never either. heard of it before either, and then I saw on Twitter that somebody had mentioned that it was one of their favorite Ryan Reynolds performances, and he responded saying, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites. This is before done. the Ryan Reynolds songs happened. Yeah. And yeah. so it was like that weird interim where like, you know, he, you know, they, like he did those, he did like the Van Wilder and the waiting and, and all that stuff. And then he kind of was like up and coming. And then there was like this lull from him. And mm-hmm. then, and then all of a sudden Deadpool. So this is, this is, yeah. did you, so is this, is, is this free to watch on Amazon or did you no, rent it? I rented it for three ninety nine. That's okay. I might be doing the same. Keep yeah, going, it, keep going, it, keep talking about it. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine. <laughs> um, he basically plays this guy who's got some really serious mental issues, mental, uh, issues. And his performance is absolutely amazing. Um, he, he, he does an incredible job. Um, it's, it's incredibly, it's bizarre as fuck. It's super, super dark. I mean, we're talking like black comedy dark. It, it is wow. really dark. Uh, it's got some really good gore in it. Um, and the, the end sequence is the, the tonal shift from like the end of the movie to like where the, the credit sequence goes. There's like a, a thing there is, is, super jarring in a good way and it's a great great ending sequence and it's so fucking funny in in the spots where it uh is trying to be funny uh, uh but in the spots where it's it's really trying to um explore the nature of, of his mental illness it, it gets really really deep and and really really dark and yeah i, I fucking top wore this movie it is it was fantastic um and Everybody in it does a great job, but Ryan Reynolds, man, he he, <laughs> he was doing some really good stuff when he was laying low, and this is one of those things. The, the cat is by far my favorite character, hmm. though. So it's, <laughs> it's, so it's fucking funny. It's called Voices. The voices. The voices. Okay. Not yeah. the voice. Now everybody's going to be watching that fucking <laughs> reality. Yeah, Metal stars the voice. Yeah. Have you ever seen? Did, did you Ryan ever? Ryan Reynolds spin his chair around. <laughs> did you ever see the, uh, the 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 movie where Ryan Reynolds is buried alive? I haven't. I really want to. I just haven't gotten around to it. Oh my god, that movie. Ah. I've heard cla- nothing but good things about if that. If you're claustrophobic, cool. Anybody else seen that? It's good. It's good. Buried? Is that what this is? Yeah. Called? Yeah, buried. Yeah, not seen it. I just, I am a bit claustrophobic. And like, I always think of even the scene in Kill Bill 2 always makes mm. me feel uncomfortable. Why don't you face your so, fears? Uh, face your fears, you oh. big pussy. Yeah, no, no. Face your I will f- stay the big pussy. You fucking puss. Face your fears. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we talk about superheroes all the time. What if, what if Batman was scared of bats? <laughs> Luckily, I'm not Batman. <laughs> the fuck? Gotham would have been overrun a long time ago because I would just would have stayed inside. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You... Oh, Christ. <laughs> Jesus. All right. I, uh, what else you got, Neil? 
Oh, that's it for my individual stuff. All right. Uh, Coffee and Kareem. Did anybody watch this on Netflix? Yes. Yes. I did not. All right. While police officer James Coffey enjoys his new relationship with Vanessa Manning, her beloved 12-year-old son Kareem plots the breakup. Attempting to scare away his mom's boyfriend for good, Kareem tries to hire criminal fugitives to take him out, but accidentally exposes a secret network of criminal activity, making his family its latest target. To protect Vanessa, Kareem teams up with Coffee, the partner he never wanted, for a dangerous chase across Detroit. Directed by Michael Douse, uh, he most recently directed Stuber, um, and it stars Ed Helms, Terrence Little Garden High, Betty Gilpin, uh, David Allen Greer and Taraji P. Henson. It's comedy. It's comedy. Uh, this feels, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm just gonna give it a taste that I, 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 I thought parts of it were hilarious. I think the kid is super talented and super funny, has really good delivery on his lines and things like that, but, um, I'm glad that this was Netflix and nothing that I had to like pay for to go see. I think it was just fine. I think, you know, um, I don't know. I'll just give it a, t- a comedy subjective. I just, it, there was a few moments where I was laughing, but I, I was overall, it was just, a, it, it, it's worth a watch. It's on Netflix for crying out loud. So I'll give it a taste. And I, I just, I don't really have a lot to say about this one. I think the the kid's super funny. I have a feeling you guys might have liked this one a little bit more than me, but I'll I'll find out. What'd you think, Neil? Um, I'll give it a, a taste of it as well. I, I, I thought the there was no stakes in the movie, and it was the plot was uh, I wrote down the plot's thinner than a late nineties model. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's the Kate Moss of scripts. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> I did think that the trio of the bad guys, that well, yeah, uh, were really, really funny. That they're kind of bumbling, and fucking Rodney had me in stitches the entire time he was on screen. Um, I thought Betty Gilpin was she's a fucking treasure. I, I absolutely love her. Yeah, and I, yeah. I thought she was incredible in this. Um, the bonding in the strip club was kind of fun, and overall, I mean, it wasn't a great movie by any means, but it was again, as you said, it's, it's a Netflix yeah, movie yeah. when we're all stuck at home, and it's 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 got some really funny spots in it. So, yeah, yeah, I taste it. Definitely worth a watch. I think. What'd you think, Rebecca? This is an alleged comedy. I think it's important <laughs> to stress we add the word alleged. Into, um, I definitely like this movie less than you guys did. I would give this a low taste it. Um, it's, I think the the little kid who plays Kareem is definitely the the standout here. I thought he was really funny. Honestly, I think I thought the writing was just terrible in this film. I. Mm-hmm. I did not care for the writing. I thought the dialogue was so cheesy. I thought, I thought Betty Gilpin, like she, she's great. I, I love her. I thought she did the best with what they gave her. Um, you know, like I, there were a couple of things I just, I did like, I think there were like two jokes that I laughed out loud where he, he's listening to Hall and Oates and he <laughs> goes, God, what I would give to meet John Oates. I did, I, <laughs> 
busted out last night with the whitest white guy thing anyone has ever said. And then when Betty Gilpin, like, toward the end, oh, wait, no, you know what? If I say it, it's going to give stuff away. But, like, yeah. um, there, there, there is a line that she delivers. I did laugh out loud. Um, I mean, this movie is so paint-by-numbers. I mean, you're yeah. going to see everything coming you're gonna you're gonna watch f- 10 minutes of this movie maybe less and figure the whole thing out did you like and the I, did you like the diehard ending oh <laughs> <the> diehard <laughs> yeah i know it's 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 definitely a diehard ending it absolutely yeah. is yeah. um and i think taraji p henson should get a new agent she's yeah. too good to be being like i i She's too good to be in a movie like this, and she has a she has very little to do. She's a very one dimensional single mom character. Um, she wasting her talent on movies like this, and I really think she should get a better agent. But I uh, I don't know. I give it a low taste. If you've got nothing else to do and you have to fold some laundry, put this movie on. Like <laughs> uh, that's like the best I can tell you. I, I wouldn't like nice. put movie on and pop the popcorn and sit down and turn your cell phone off so you can catch the important plot twists and dialogue <laughs> exchanges. It's just, it's not that movie. And I, I it just, the, the majority of the jokes just didn't land for me. I think that this so. movie, you should break that fucking, the rule of like 10 people or last congregate, I think you should invite the whole neighborhood over to watch this one. Expose yourself, <laughs> like possibly <laughs> expose yourself to COVID-19 just to watch this movie together as a community. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All righty. I would put my life in danger to watch this movie. <laughs> Seriously, I'm thinking about watching this movie again and playing Russian roulette at the same time. <laughs> like, I think that that's how important this film is at the end of the day. <laughs> uh, did you catch the, uh, the point break reference in there too? Oh, what was the point break one? Oh. When he's on his back shooting the guns in the sky. I I missed that. What did he oh. say? He didn't well he didn't say anything. He he oh, did the point break where he just gotcha, you know, gotcha. <laughs> Oh, where Keanu Reeves that scene? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Neil, well, you were you're funny. you're bringing it, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I, you know what? I, 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 we, I had a talk with Neil earlier, and I said, Neil, you, so I feel like you're bringing it too much. You need to tone it down. And Neil, you know what? With reckless abandon, you just don't listen to me, and you bring it every week. <laughs> I, I, there's, no, I, I mean, I, 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 Jake, I kept telling, I, I uh, Jake, I was telling you in a private message. I, I said. We gotta talk to Neil. I think he's upstaging me on the fucking podcast, man. <laughs> yeah, I tried to tell you it was in your head, but now I'm starting to even doubt that. I even, I even used the word. I even told you, Jake. I, I said I think I'm, at, I'm at my point breaking point. Oh no! With and it all comes back around. It all comes back around. He, he point break upstaged you. Oh my gosh! Point break. We'll never, we'll never watch the fucking the the, the reimagining of that. The new Point Break. I will never oh, bring no. myself to it. No. Ever. Who's in that? I, who the fuck cares? <laughs> I, get, I guarantee. Taraji, I want to make sure I blacklist them and you not see any of their movies. Taraji P Henson's agent fucking <laughs> got her. She's in it. <laughs> Uh, 
<laughs> oh, she's like, yeah, I think that'll be a good. Uh, I don't know. She she's very talented. It's just like she does keep getting into these shit. She, these shitty fucking movies. Yeah, she's just uh, she, and there's no reason for her. But to. here's like, the thing. She, here's the thing, Rebecca. Here's the thing. If you fucking go to Netflix right now, I guarantee you this coffee and creams like in the top ten. I guarantee fucking tea you. I guarantee you. I don't know. It. You told me this was one of the things you'd be watching, and I, I thought it was going to be a talk show with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I, Jake, I, I like, think I'm I made mood for a co- for a talk show. I'm going to skip this one. I think I made that same joke on Scenic Cast last week when we talked about this movie. <laughs> no, I, I'm not even joking, though. Like, I legit thought, I was like, well, I'm going to skip this. I don't really want to watch yeah, this is like off. the this is like the the coffee and cars with Jerry Seinfeld. It's like the yeah, the, yeah, but it's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's his it's his spite show. <laughs> that's a that's a curb your enthusiasm joke, everybody. Um, man, yeah, but by you guys' reviews, it's it's a good thing I made that mistake because it doesn't sound like anything you're worth not, it, going to a corona party for it's 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 i mean if you're fucking bored at home i would watch it it's it's i've watched I got a worse. pile of good movies to watch though still yeah. so yeah i've watched the only reason i watched it was because you said to right <laughs> i know it, well i that's i because i like to have people when i watch we do a show i like to i like to have like people just sharing your suffering yeah i like to have i like to bounce things off people like you know hey i watched this thing what'd you think oh i can contribute to fucking talking about said movie as well uh, you're exposing how the sausage gets made. Here. Yeah, and st- yeah, too much. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so if you're on, the, if you're on, the, unless you're fucking Ray, who can't watch an eight minute Jurassic Park movie, I fucking, I fucking love Ray. He checked up. He checked in on me. How you doing with this? Uh, with all this is going on. And um, uh, thank you, Ray. Good dude. Ray's a good dude. Guys under quarantine and still doesn't have eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the movie on Netflix, Badland. This is an indie western film about gunslinging detective Matthias Breacher is hired by one of the first African American senators to track down the worst of the Confederate war criminals. As he traverses the titular hellish Badland seeking justice, his resolve is tested when he meets a determined pioneer woman who is far more than she seems. It's directed by Justin Lee, he directed movies, uh, he did a movie called Swell. He did a movie called Any Bullet Will Do. This one stars Kevin Makeley as Matthias Breacher doing his best Andrew Lincoln impersonation throughout this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I that same fucking connection. He looked like the love child of Joe Manganiello and Andrew Lincoln. <laughs> I, I said that he looked like the poor man's Bradley Cooper. He looked yeah. a little bit like Bradley Cooper, and it's almost I, like it's it's almost like a little Justin Thoreau slipped in there, too. <laughs> Jesus, this guy. But his hair, his hair was totally oh. fucking Andrew Lincoln from like season yeah. four or some shit. I don't even fucking know. Uh, Kevin Makeley. Anyway, yeah, this guy, Kevin Makeley, this guy gets by on his looks, right? You know what I mean? He must. He must. Uh, talent. Obviously. He's, ne- I get this guy, <laughs> <laughs> this guy's never gotten a traffic ticket by a female officer. I'll tell you that much. 
<laughs> oh my god! I get I, this guy gets blowjobs on the reg. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Myra Servino, Bruce Stern, Wes Studi, Trace Adkins, Jeff Fahey, Tony Todd. Tony Todd, Trace Adkins. You know what? Tra- country singer Trace Adkins makes. Trace Adkins, uh, I like the guy. I'm not big into country music, but man, when I watch Celebrity Apprentice and, and Trace Adkins, <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about, Jake? You know what I'm talking oh, about? I, I do, I do. I just did a rewatch of the whole series. <laughs> oh my God. Trace, wasn't he great on fucking Celebrity Apprentice? He was great. I fucking love great. that Very guy. Very likable. I fuck, you know, you know who I really liked on Celebrity Apprentice? I, I liked Trace Adkins. Of course, I loved uh, Joan Rivers. Loved her on fucking Celebrity Apprentice. Oh, and, I was I was Team Annie Duke. Uh, and I, I'm a big fan of Brett Michaels on that. I love Brett Michaels on there. And I still I still drink. Brett Michaels made a Snapple flavor for Snapple. The Snapple drinks, he made a Snapple flavor called Tropa Rocka, which they still fucking make to this day. And I still buy that tea. I love Tropa Rocka. It's got like, Jake, it's got pears in it. It's got mango, cinnamon. It's got, oh, it's, and it's only five fucking calories per bottle. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's my boss's favorite drink to this day, too. It's oh, yeah. so good. It, I wonder it, if Brett Michaels gets royalties from that still. His fucking picture's on it. It says, I think it took his picture off. No, it's on there. It's still on there. It says crafted by Brett Michaels and it's got his little picture. It's tiny. It's tiny as fuck, Jake. It's like, you know, it's like in a corner. It's like in a corner. I believe. I believe. Yeah. I just bought the shit, dude. I fucking, I buy it all the time. Gary Busey was great on there. Dennis Rodman was great on there. Oh, Dennis Rodman drinking all the time. Jesus Christ. Oh, man, what a tra- I, I like Trainwreck TV and whew, Celebrity Apprentice is almost peak Trainwreck TV. Oh, man. Dennis, stop. Chill with the fucking drinking. And here's the thing. It's like he had his own website there. You could buy some Dennis Rodman merchandise. And I went back to go buy one of his shirts to support him. And, like, I don't I don't think he paid for the website, people. Because, like, it's <laughs> like the website's gone now. I don't know. Anyway, Badland, this is a Western. Oh, yeah. I tried to do my little fucking, what's that, what's that, what's that? Yeah. Yeah, like the good, the bad, and the ugly cues. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's that instead? This was like, uh. <laughs> Ooh. Spoilers. What, what'd you say? I missed that. I said you should have watched, watched that, that instead. instead. Oh man, I kinda, I kinda like this movie. I, I'll get, <laughs> I, I, I kinda liked it, you know? <laughs> I, it's, it's just so, it's like, like, honestly, it's like, it's not like, uh, it just feels like an old timey western movie. Like an old timey western movie. Like, but it's, uh, it, it, you know, it, not everything has to be like, uh, I don't know, everything coming out today. I, I, and I love 310 to Yuma. I'm trying to think of some of the newer westerns. Uh, Bone Tomahawk. Bone, well, that's, Dude, you can't compare this to Bone, and you can't go, you can't compare Bone Tomahawk. That's a gory, violent western. You can't compare. So good. Well, it it is, but like you know, like this felt like a like like one of those old westerns that you know that I would watch, you know, like with my dad when I was a kid. You know, I I I didn't love this movie, but I I sure is I I liked it. I thought I I I enjoyed it. I'll give it a I'll give it no fuck it. I'm gonna give it a high taste. I did enjoy this movie. Um. Yeah, you get, I don't know. I like, I like that. I like the mysterious gunslinger. You know, I'm sitting, he's got the black hat on. I'm like, oh, but, oh, but he's, but he is a good guy. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> sounds like you guys fucking hated it. Rebecca, you hated it? 
Oh, this movie is shit. It's so bad. <laughs> this is like a. This is like a. Okay, this is a western they would have made like in 1992, and then it, in the middle of it is thrown in like a western romance, like from Harlequin books, and it's just. <laughs> no, I, I loved. Know. I loved the relationship between him and Myra Servino. It's like every scene that they had together was like a porno that never led to sex. Like every, <laughs> there was so much sexual tension between those two. Like yeah. him in the bathtub, you know, like, and all this stuff, like all these scenes, but none of it ever led to any sex. They never fucked each other in the movie. And yeah, was, I, I really liked how she made him the perfectly squ- uh, rectangular ivory soap shaped bar. I even <laughs> made you some soap. You got it from the store, lady. That's clearly I. <laughs> Calm down. I I just oh, this movie was full of like, like I I don't mind the cliches. I what westerns I get it. Like the, there are certain cliches you expect, and this movie had them all. But it was just done in such a way that like it just felt outdated. Like. This really uh-huh. felt like a '90s western. I would have watched. Okay, on when you're saying um, a, when you're saying a western from 1992, I think you're being very cryptic about how you feel about this movie because one <laughs> of the best westerns ever made came out in 1992, and it's called Unforgiven. Yes, Unforgiven is an incredible movie. Um, I should not compare this even to the year that Tombstone came out because it doesn't deserve it. Um, Tombstone came out in 1994, I believe. Or was it 1993? It's one of them. Okay. Maybe it was 95. I got to look this. Six, seven, eight, or nine. I don't know. Oh, wow. Someone's getting snippy as fuck, aren't they? (laughs) 93. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't like this movie. I, I thought the writing was bad. I thought the acting was was fine. Um, I, I would have liked this. To me, is another thing that I think would have been better as a series. I, if this had been a series and it had been like better written, I I think I would have enjoyed this a whole lot more. I didn't. I did not care for this movie. Mm. I toss it. The I, more I do you not like it at all. Ah, the more you hate it, the more I kind of love this movie. Uh, that's fine. I'm glad that you liked it, but I just oh, this movie was like just under two hours, and I felt like it was five hours. Oh this movie God, took forever! And now you're but now you're begging for a series so you get more of it. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand you. Okay, if it had been a series. And it had been better written and better fleshed out. I would have enjoyed the story more. But the way that this story was paced for a two-hour movie, I did not care for that pacing. You could say that about any shitty thing that you hate. Ah, if this would have been written better and had better actors (laughs) and It's kind of like, you know, you could say that about a lot of things. You could say that about Avatar. You know what I mean? You fix the whole DCEU. Right. <laughs> oh, man. I just, apparently I just like garbage. Because, like. Because. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. It just, it was just a simple story. It was just a simple story. It's just a guy. It's just a, it's this mysterious guy comes into town and he's, he's a detective and he's, he's hunting these Confederate war criminals, these people that were just pieces of shit. And he comes in there and he's like, he's like, uh, I don't know, he's a gunslinger and he's fucking, he's quick on the draw. And he fucking comes in there and like every, every time, like when he fucking comes into contact with Trace Atkins character, he played, uh, Corbin Dandridge. Corbin Dandridge and he, he's this guy and he's like, you know, big guy. And, uh, he's got like these fucking little minions, these lackeys around him and they're all laughing at him when he's gonna saying that he's gonna take him in and all this shit. And then all of a sudden he's like, pow, pow, with this fucking, his fucking gun, bam, 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 and kills them all. And I'm just like, yeah. That's that's some Western shit going on there. It's <laughs> <laughs> definitely some Western shit. Shut the cowboy shit. Shut the fuck up, Neil. <laughs> I want to hear Neil's review. Fuck I you. <laughs> Go ahead, Neil. I thought that West's duty was was fucking fantastic as he always is, and uh, I thought that Jeff Fahey looked like he was having a, a fuck ton of fun playing that character. Um. But other than that, this movie was fucking awful. It had sti- stilted dialogue, like the oh my god, the acting was pretty poor, except for those two that I mentioned. Um, it was really, really tropey. I mean, this is a western that I've seen. I don't know, twenty, thirty times already. Yes, uh, yes, and I, I like movies to give me something new. <laughs> Generally. Um, I'm not like a huge Western fan in general, but I love like the ones that I do like, I really, really like. And the ones that I don't like, I fucking hate. And I fucking hated this movie and I toss it so hard. I'm throwing it against my goddamn wall and watch it slide (laughs) down. It's fucking shit. That's what you do to think you fuck up your own wall to things you hate. You're just gonna you're just gonna have to clean it up later, Neil. Have more respect yes, for it's your It's an wall. impulsive decision. He hates it that much. Jesus. Not like he thinks about it. I like this is this was yeah, this yeah, this was just this was all the western things, all the tropes, all in one movie. It was like yeah. old, it was like an old friend. You know what I mean? It's like bumping into an old friend and just having all those all those old feelings again. <laughs> I I wanted I wanted the friend that I don't like Neil I want <laughs> wow Neil I want I want I wanted to get this movie drunk and fuck it that's what I wanted to do whoa yeah yeah and no completely <laughs> completely consensual. But on the but on the flip side, we're both hammered. Drunk. We are hey, we are hammered and we are fucking like crazy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I agree. Like this I think Kevin Makeley, this guy who played Breacher, so I bad. he's terrible, but my God, I just, I just I just loved how simple this movie was. <laughs> I didn't I, I wrote down that it was like somebody took Andrew Lincoln and sucked all the talent out of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Do you, it's like, do you remember that scene in uh, in Starship Troopers where they come across the big brain bug and he's mm-hmm. got that fucking that that he's got that vagina face and then that that fucking needle comes out of his vagina face. It's like yeah. this. It's like a, it's like a sharp fucking like. <laughs> And it, and it, and it stabs that guy in the head and sucks his brains out. That's what happened to Kevin Makeley, man. And it left this shell that just looks like Andrew Lincoln, but it has the fucking, like, I don't know, brains of Matt Damon's puppet character in fucking Team America. Team America? Yeah. Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. They said that, oh, the reason for that, the reason that Matt Damon was so stupid in that movie, I found out, is because when they made the puppet, like, they they had not intended for that character to be like that. But when they made the puppet, the puppet looked so dumb that they <laughs> – the puppet looked so dumb that they just wanted him to say his name like he was an idiot. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> Oh, I fucking love that movie. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Should have watched that movie instead of this one. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a good movie. I'm sorry. It's not a good movie. Uh, Rebecca with the burns. <laughs> wow. Somebody, did somebody put Rebecca on the broil setting? <laughs> oh, man. Get me some aloe vera because Rebecca is burning this shit up. <laughs> Speaking of, oh, my God. Uh, dude, uh, the dude... Party, dude, bro, party massacre three. The scene where that guy is just rubbing that lotion on his chest. (laughs) There is a, there's a scene between, and it's like, what's the, the, what's the kid's name from, um, Freaks and Geeks, the real young kid? He's in it. Like, and now as an adult man now. Mm -hmm. Uh, John Francis Daly. John John Francis Daly, yeah, yeah. We met him. Yeah, we met him in person. Like, John Francis Daly is there with this guy, and they're playing, like, a gay couple. And, like, the other guy is, like, a bear because he's got, like, this hairy chest and shit. And he's just, like, got this one concentrated part on his chest with, like, a shit fuck ton of lotion that he's just, like, rubbing around his fucking hair. (laughs) His hairy Street Fighter II Zangief-looking chest. <laughs> Have you ever seen chest hair like that on a fucking person? No. Zanky from Street Fighter 2, his chest hair looks like like he stapled a bearskin rug to his <laughs> fucking chest. <laughs> what the fuck is up with that, Jake? Yeah, it's fucked up. It's like some kind of weird torch symbol I always thought as a kid. Yeah, it's like, uh, I don't, yeah, it goes down, like, it's like all, like, jaggedy and shit. It's weird. Like, he shaves it that way or some shit. That's not natural. It's like no. he shaves it that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> I do not know how he achieves that. I assume he has a barber. Maybe he, I don't know, maybe he's been doing this himself. <laughs> or like, do you think... Paper? You think he's like like a manscaper? Like he does it? He hires a manscaper? 
Yes, it's a profession, right? He drives like landscaper. Oh yeah, so <laughs> you're saying he like <laughs> drives to a Home Depot and picks up some manscaper out in front of Home Depot. Oh, that was a bad <laughs> joke, Brian. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> I watched Handsome Siblings on Netflix. This is the dumbest title for a show ever. <laughs> is it a reality show? No. When I tell you what this is about, you will not even it's just it's the dumbest fucking title. And like the the, the music for the show is fucking terrible. Um It's the story of twin brothers who were separated at birth but grew up to be supreme martial artists. Raised to take revenge on each other, they soon find themselves becoming good friends. The first episode, like, okay, the first episode has nothing, well, it's like, it's almost like a zero episode. Like, it's not episode one, it's like episode zero. And it's basically about, um, uh, the twins and how this all happened, like how they got separated. Um, there's this, group i think what do they call themselves like there's a group of 12 i can't remember what they call themselves but like each of them has like their own like um animal martial arts style there there's the pig there's the rooster um i think we there's like i saw the monkey i'm trying to think of who else but there's a group of 12 and like they are trying to kill these young twins and they've, I don't know. I, this is a fucking weird show. It reminds me of, have you ever seen the new legends of monkey or anything with the monkey King, like the Jet Li stuff? It's like Chinese fantasy. This is a Chinese production. I don't know if you guys have ever seen like, the new legends of monkey or the jetly monk. Um, have you ever seen any of those? I haven't. I haven't. <clears throat> no, it reminds me a little bit of those. It's, it's, it's like Chinese fantasy is what it is mixed in with martial arts. And it's a, it's a strange premise. You've got a couple that, um, served the, uh, a queen of a nation and, one was the servant of the queen. The other one was kind of like a, kind of like a, I guess a bodyguard or, or a loyal guard of the queen. And he was going to marry one of the princesses or uh, excuse me, a princess. And he ends up falling in love with her servant and they run off together. She's pregnant. And then she gives birth on uh, while they're trying to escape. And uh, she gives birth to these twins and, um, they are the the couple. They kind of like die like Romeo and Juliet style. Um, one is murdered, and the other kills themselves. And then, at that point, the princess takes the baby to raise on, as her own, and then leaves the other one there. And then the brother of the of the martial arts guard, Queen's guard, takes the other baby. And is going to raise them. And so like this is them living separate lives and then 
they're eventually going to come together and and meet each other. I watched the first episode. I really liked it. I like this kind of stuff. Like I, it reminded me of like the new legends of monkey, um, little bit of like the fighting style that you would see in like crouching tiger, hidden dragon with like all the wire work and things like that. And I really like that kind of stuff. Um, I think Chinese fantasy is just kind of like a cool thing anyway. I, I've always like really been into it. Um, I've only watched the first episode, guys. I apologize. And I, I, I literally watched it just a few hours ago, so I haven't really collected my thoughts on this one 100%, but I really enjoyed it. And um, it came out on Netflix back in January, and I think they were actually releasing this one week to week, but it looks like all the episodes are available now. And it's got the dumbest fucking name ever, Handsome Siblings. I don't – that is sounds dumb. Is it translated from something? I don't. It's based on the novel with the same name. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, they're probably drawing the complete wrong audience with that name. It's, yeah. I I think you're getting more of the Pornhub fan. (laughs) Uh, It's it's a terrible name. It's, uh, it's, but it's based on the novel with the same name that was written by, Back to Pornhub. Goo long. I've goo longed a few times. <laughs> I've gooed on. Oh, I've gooed long too. <laughs> I've gooed long. There's been moments where I've gooed long. Oh, yeah, yeah. True story. I thought it was broken. Like, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, what's going on? Oh, my God. When is it going to stop? <laughs> It's still going. What the? F- I'm on the phone now with nine one one. Oh, you're not getting through because there's this Corona thing going. On. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. So it is. It is translated from looks like Chinese. Yeah. What's it? Jui Dai Shuang Zhao. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense then. Thanks, man. Yeah. Mm. If I could speak one language, it would be Mandarin. I th- wouldn't that come in handy? Fucking, yeah. there's a billion people that speak it, dude. Yeah. Not to mention if we end up in a Firefly future. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Who's that? Rebecca, what's Someone's going on? Was that Rebecca or Neil? That was, that was Neil. Oh, no, that's not me this time. I thought that, <laughs> that, I thought that might be New York showing up, making an appearance. No, that was it is. fucking Calistoga. If you guys did, if, you, if our, if our listeners are driving in the car and they can't hear that background noise, it was a siren on Neil's end. <laughs> Somebody, somebody dying of COVID. Fucking COVID. Jesus Christ. It's scary, man. I'm so ready. I'm so ready for this shit to be fucking over with. I'm just like, it's, it's, it's just, I was reading that like by the, by the time this is all done, there could be over 240,000 people. In the United States. In the United States? Yeah. I thought that was global. 
No, no, no. That's, that's U.S. numbers. No, that's just the states. Yeah, yeah. that's the U.S. We have over a, a thousand new deaths today so far. Oh, my God. And I thought, see, I thought we were going to be, like, on top of this because it was like, <laughs> well, here's the thing. It, 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 here's the thing. Here, no, hold on. Like, we, we were seeing, like, what was going on in Italy, and I was seeing some of the states stepping up and saying we're going to lock down now. You know what I mean? Like, like they they were like looking California. Like, yeah, like, like California, Illinois locked down, and it's like it's like um like we are a week, maybe a week and a half, like behind of like what was going on in Italy. Like they were ahead of us, like, and we were like seeing what was going on, and I was like, okay, yeah, maybe we can kind of fucking slow this shit down. Jesus Christ, this stuff, dude. I, 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 I never would have imagined. Yeah, it's insane. It is insane. It's scary. It's scary. Uh. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's super scary. You know what? Anyway, Han- <laughs> sorry. No, go ahead. What were you going to say now? <laughs> handsome siblings. Handsome siblings. <laughs> Handsome si- well, who, who, oh, why, why, why would you name your show that? <laughs> why would you like, I, it's like, I, it's like, I'm, it's like one of those shows that I'm kind of like embarrassed to tell other people about dude, <laughs> dude, like, you know what I mean? Like if I'm out hanging out with the boys and we're broing, we're broing, I'm broing with the boys. We're having, we're having a night out broing with the boys. Hey, what you, what, yeah, man, I just did another rewatch of Breaking Bad. Oh, dude, I watched Sons of Our Anarchy, man. And it's like, I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm watching Handsome Siblings. <laughs> 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 Fucking everyone goes limp at once. Why don't I, you know, seriously. Why? You know what I need to? Why don't I just fucking? I like that your choices are to watch Breaking Bad, Sons of Anarchy, or Handsome Siblings. Like there is no in between. There's nothing. Zero to sixty on that. You're blowing out with the boys. That's all there is. It's fucking Breaking Bad. Fuck. Maybe the Sopranos. You might want to throw the Sopranos in there. You could throw the Sopranos in there. You're on your like seventh rewatch of the Sopranos, but you're blowing out with the boys, and then all of a sudden, like fucking, you know. <laughs> that basically, I might as well just tuck my dick between my legs and just fucking yeah, I'm watching handsome siblings. You know, it's like what the fuck? <laughs> 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 fucking do, fucking do that. What is that? That Buffalo? What was what was that? Buffalo fucking Bill? Buffalo Bill dance from fucking uh, <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> handsome siblings. I'd fuck, man. Would you fuck me? <laughs> hey, what, what you watching these days, bro? Step up and handsome siblings? What the fuck, dude? That's the end of every bro ship you've ever had right there. <laughs> I know. It's like, I don't even know you anymore, dude. <laughs> I don't know you either, bro. <laughs> We were supposed to fucking watch Triple X this weekend, dude. What the fuck? (laughs) You're pussing out of me, bro. (laughs) All right. How about we take a break, come back, and talk about the pop culture leftovers news? How's that sound? sound? I'm in. (laughs) Sounds wonderful. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, you know what sounds wonderful is wrapping this shit up. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Telling you the TikTok format, we got to get on there. <laughs> I know, like twenty seconds, right? Yeah, follow Pop Culture Leftovers on TikTok for your latest episode next week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll be right back. Fucking old school. are so fresh. Snap! We're back, and I prematurely ended Good Pop, Bad Pop, and Rebecca was like, eh, eh I got more. <laughs> yeah, I was nicer about it. it, though. Oh, huh? Bad, bad. <laughs> oh, no, you were... <laughs> you were fucking rude. I thought rude. she was way meaner than that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Brian kind of like made it a lot more romantic in like the movie version of it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, all these people like fucking sucking her dick in these iTunes reviews. <laughs> oh God. You they should, don't know. We're on break. I know. Say we're on break you don't know time. what we put up with. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a real terror, everybody. It's true. These fucking it's impossible to work with. Those Rebecca claws come out, and it's like, wow. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, all right, Rebecca, you got more good pop, bad pop. <laughs> <laughs> you win. Right, what do you got? <laughs> All right, so uh, Good Girls is back for season three. Um, I am, I absolutely love this show. I've loved it from the pilot. Um, season three um, continues to just be excellent writing, excellent acting, really twists and turns that you just don't see coming from these characters. And the characters are evolving in really interesting ways and – the relationships between the people in the show, like between the three main women and then their individual relationships that they have with other people, they're so complex. There's no relationship that's like very shallow or um, there's no character that's underdeveloped. Um, this is just an incredibly well done show. You can catch up on Hulu if you want to. Um, I usually watch it like the day after it, it, it premieres on Sundays. I usually watch it like Monday on Hulu. Um, it's a really, really good show. I highly recommend Good Girls. Um, I, I, I top where so far everything in, in season three. I can't wait to see where it goes. Every, every season ends on like a cliffhanger and, um, I don't know. I just love Christina Hendricks in this. I mean, she she's I've loved her since Mad Men, but she's just she's incredible. She she's has. Incredible. We talk about Megan. I know we talk about Megan Fox's thumbs. I want everyone out there to Google Christina Hendricks's toes. <laughs> she's got some really. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Christina, yeah, hold on. I'll give you some time. Go ahead and pause the podcast. Just do a Google search. <laughs> do a Google search for Christina Hendricks' toast. There you go. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah. about now, don't you? Now you know. Now you know. <laughs> Matthew. Really great on the two episodes of Firefly she was on too. Oh, Firefly. I own the, I own, I own all, uh, the episode. I bought that on Blu-ray. The, the, all the Firefly. Yeah. So good. It's very good. Um, Matthew Lillard 
is on uh, the Good Girls. Is he, he still? Is. is he still on there? I like him. He- yeah, he, he plays Christina Hendricks' husband. Um, and, and his character has really evolved from the first season. Like, he went from being a really one-dimensional, like, cheating on his wife kind of guy to, like, here we are in season three and they're still together and there's depths and layers to his character and his character is constantly, even though he's second, like, all the, all the, all the men in the story and the show are secondary to, like, these women's stories, but, these characters are also incredibly well developed and and they it almost seems very organic the way that they've evolved over the years so it's like i I just i the writing on the show is just so good and the acting is amazing matthew lillard's still a really really good actor really surprising i like Um, him there's he did an episode with uh matthew rosenbaum on his podcast yes i loved his episode with on um inside of you i yeah. he's such a great guy he like is. a real humble guy yeah i like him a lot too i i re- i like him a lot more after did you listen to the dolph lundgren one yes ah, I like that it. was okay Dol- dolph lundgren which like we all knew like he's in real life he's like well not all of us but i guess m- probably most people knew he's like a real genius in real life but like when you listen to this guy talk and the things that he's into and like the meditation and all that what a, what a really great episode oh he's talking about going to studio 54 back when he was dating grace oh, that's true yes he was yes, dating grace jones that okay you, okay, it's been a while since I listened to the episode, but when you, yes, he does talk a lot about that, about like when he was first, yeah, when he was like in that scene. And didn't he say something like he, he fucked like a hundred women? I don't know about that. He, he I don't remember what he said, but he said something that was like, whoa. Well, it was, yeah. remember Wilt yeah. Chamberlain before he died said he, he fucked, 20, <laughs> he fucked 20,000 oh. women? Yeah, he said that. <laughs> did you ever see, did you ever see the Saturday Night Live sketch? And I think it was, uh, it, uh, what's his name? Tim Meadows. And he, they had him dressed up as fucking Wilt Chamberlain and they just gave him <laughs> these huge prosthetic legs and he's sitting at this chair. <laughs> oh my God. And he's doing this, he, he's, he's doing this, uh, kind of like, uh, uh, like a, it's almost like a PBS show where he's talking about all these, uh, all of his fucking conquests when it comes to sex, his love making. <laughs> and he's like, I remember number 1378. Oh, it was, and he was talking to me. <laughs> And, and then he'll go on to the next one. That. He's like, oh, I remember number 14,176. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what it was called, but it was a fucking hilarious sketch. Anyway. Anyway. What else you got, Rebecca? <laughs> okay, last last thing. Um, I watched a movie. I watched it on Hulu, but it was originally released in the theater for a short amount of time. It's called Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Has anybody else seen the movie? No. I've heard about it. I've heard about it, too. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah, this movie was on my radar for a really long time, and right when it, it came out, that was kind of when the coronavirus stuff happened, and so uh, I didn't get a chance to see this in the theater. Mm. Um this is a French film. It's written and directed by Celine Siama. I'm sorry if I'm going to mess up some of these names. Um, it stars um, Noemi Merlan, Adele Hanel, and Luiana Bajrami. Those are the three main characters. They each, w- one of them plays Marianne, who's a painter. 
One of them plays Heloise, who's the daughter of a countess. And the third plays Sophie, who is a servant in the house that they live in. When does this take place? It takes place in 18th century France. Because there's not too many countesses around anymore. No. I, I probably not too many countesses around in 2020, but back in 18th century France, there probably were a good amount. And, uh, that's when this, this story takes place. Um, it's a young painter. Uh, her name is Marianne. She's commissioned to do the wedding portrait of Heloise without her knowing. And so Marianne must observe her model by day to paint her portrait at night. Day by day, the two women become closer as they share Heloise's last moments of freedom before the impending wedding. So the, the Heloise being the daughter of a very r- wealthy, rich, uh, like, uh, countess, I guess you could count that as part of, like, kind of royalty, she's supposed to be married to this man in Milan who she's never met. And so they're going to paint a, a portrait of her, send it to this guy, and if he likes the way she looks, then he's going to agree to the marriage. And Heloise has been raised like in, in a convent. She's been very sheltered and she's never really had any freedom in her life. So she's like, I don't want to go live with this guy I've never met. So she refuses to sit for anyone to paint her. This is like so that the- 90 day fiance, right? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I guess kind of. Yeah. The original version of the 90 day fiance. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But um, so the mother hires Marianne, the painter. She tells the daughter, I've hired her to be your companion, to go on walks with you. But secretly, Marianne is like observing her and she's painting her. And that's kind of where the story starts. And then there's a whole second act to this movie where Marianne tells Heloise that she's really a painter, that she is there to paint her. And um, then they kind of they start the portrait over because uh, Marianne's not happy with the results. And Are they going to fall in love? What do you think? They're going to fuck. They're going to fuck each other. <laughs> <laughs> they're totally fucking. There's like there's like, she's going to paint her nude and they're going to start making out, right? It's not exactly like that. I will say that because this movie was directed by a woman, the normal sort of male gaze you would expect from these kinds of films is not here. Yes, there is some nudity, but it's very little and it's very organic to the story. It's not like it's not like with some of these other movies like you're in the same style where it's like nothing but boobs the entire uh, movie. So it's tasteful? It is tasteful. Uh. Yeah, I know. Not up your alley. I get it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, so you can watch it for free right now on Hulu. I Tupperware this movie. I think this is a gorgeous, incredibly beautiful film. Um, the the theme of fire is, you know, definitely well used throughout the whole movie. The whole story of the daughter, Heloise, feeling trapped her entire young life to just go from a cage to a cage to a cage her entire life is really explored. And um, the costumes are beautiful. And really interestingly enough, there's almost no music in this movie. And that was a choice by the director um, that she wanted to really focus on the scenes 
and um, and the acting here. I I will say that as much as I really enjoyed this movie, this movie may not be for everyone. Like, if you're not a fan of foreign films, if you're not a fan of reading subtitles, if you don't, eh, you may not enjoy this film as much. I, I think it's kind of up there with, like, Phantom Thread, which I loved that movie. Yeah, me too. But I, I don't... Right, <laughs> I remember you, you enjoyed it too, but that's... I wouldn't say that movie's for everyone. This movie may not be for everyone, but if you like the idea mm-hmm. of... This is another movie where the whole cast is is pretty much all women and their relationships with each other. And there's a whole secondary plot with Sophie and this crisis that she's going through, the the, the servant. I, I just think it's so well done. The characters are so well developed. And it's just a beautiful story. And um, I, I highly, highly recommend it. If, if this is the kind of thing that you're into, it's for free on Hulu. Like, just just watch it. Portrait of a Lady on Fire? On Fire. Right. Yes. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. All right. Might check that out. Yeah. I, I, I talked about it. I think it's it's an, it's a really well done film. It actually came in second to Parasite at the Palme d'Or's um, uh, uh, festival. Um, and a lot of people said if, if Parasite hadn't been as a, amazingly good a movie as it was, this probably would have won first place. But Jake, listen to Rebecca over there spitting facts, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Do she she comes prepared, man. I try, I try. You know, I try. I I gotta, listen, Neil's here. I gotta try. Dude, Rebecca, you don't fuck around. (laughs) Rebecca, you don't fuck around. When you sometimes I do, but I'm trying not to. I know. <laughs> this time, this time you're like spitting facts and shit. You know what I mean? You're like a goddamn. <laughs> you're like a, you're, you're like Encyclopedia Brown over there. Oh man, I loved that book. Those books, Encyclopedia Brown. <laughs> so good. Right, those were great books. I love Encyclopedia Brown. <laughs> All right, let's oh, jump in. Yeah. Let's. Ju- <laughs> Let's just, let's just turn this podcast into an Encyclopedia Brown retrospective. How about that? Sure. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Down. <laughs> right. down for that right now. Millennials are like, what's going on? I'm scared. I'm a millennial. I don't understand this. I don't understand this reference. All right, Neil, Neil, shut up. Just go with it, all right? <laughs> You're talking about Gen Z, motherfucker. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, – yeah, that's true. Gen Z. There you go. Gen Z. Um, let's jump into the, let's jump into the, let's jump into the pop culture leftovers. You know, let's jump off this fucking sinking ship called pop culture leftovers. Let's do that. How about that? We're on the fucking Titanic right now. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ. We hit an iceberg an hour ago. Nobody's noticed. We're sinking. Jesus Christ. We're like the the band that keeps playing. No shit. Oh yeah, we are. We're, We're that fucking band, Jake. One one more news story. One more segment. (laughs) All of a a sudden, during DC news, all you hear is. (laughs) 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 All right, now time for the pop culture leftovers news. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's the leftover news, and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangster as fuck, yo. It's gangster as fuck, yo. That's a fucking lie. This news is not gangster as fuck. Jesus Christ. This, uh, this week is just 
absolute trash. Uh, first off, uh, Adult Swim announced the quick news. Adult Swim announced that the f- remaining five episodes of the fourth season of Rick and Morty is set to kick off on May 3rd. So in one month. In one month's time. In one month's time. Huh? <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna go into song about it. In one month's time. It was like cats all of a sudden. We'll be watching <laughs> Rick and Morty season three or season five or four. I don't know. What the fuck? Where are they on Rick and Morty? It seems like know. they're coming out a lot quicker than they used to be. I feel like the gap between seasons of Rick and Morty used to just drive people crazy. Oh, I know. It drive people nuts. Same with Venture Brothers, man. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That. that, that yeah. I like. I don't watch Venture Brothers, but I do know like the fan base. Um, <laughs> waiting for those seasons to come out. <laughs> like two, three years between seasons. It's yeah. Awful. That's terrible. But um, they made a hell of a show. So you know. Howard Stern announced that Sirius XM is going to be free until May fifteenth. It's kind of cool. What is it? Just free? Sirius XM. Oh man, that's sweet. Satellite I need to radio. Get on that. Yeah. Yeah. Sirius XM. So, uh, basically a month and a half of free Sirius XM. So, like, they have, I mean, everything. Comedy. They have, yeah, all the music. If you want to listen to, you know, Howard Stern's on there, if you want to listen to him. So, it's all there. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. I'm going to have to, as soon as I get in my car, I'm going to turn that on and see if it's just ready to go. There you go. Until, uh, yeah, until May 2nd, you can enjoy hit original series and hundreds of movies with an extended epics preview. Just press play. No sign in or subscription needed. Epics 100% free right now. So you can watch Godfather of Harlem, Perpetual Grace Limited, War of the Worlds just, uh, wrapped with the eighth episode of this season. Uh, you can watch all the movies. They got the, they got Bumblebee on there. I think they got fucking Overlord. They got Mission Impossible 7. They, there's so many different movies that you can watch on Epics. A Quiet Place is on Epics. There's so, nice. and, and, and there's, it's a free preview until May 2nd. No subscription needed. You don't need to sign in. Nothing. I already subscribed, so it doesn't mean anything to me. But um, if you don't have epics and you want to watch Godfather, I highly, I cannot recommend Godfather of Harlem enough. Cannot recommend it enough. Fucking Forrest Whitaker, Vincent D'Onofrio. Are you kidding me? Wow. Get on that shit. It, That's a hell of a duo. Hell of a duo. Fantastic cast. Highly recommend this one. We're all, we're all fucking stuck at home anyway. Watch this shit. Also, in an effort to encourage people to stay at home during the coronavirus, HBO has announced... It's making nine original series, 10 documentaries, and 20 Warner Brothers Pictures films available to stream on HBO for free. No subscription required. So those seasons, uh, the series that you're going to get, Ballers, Barry, Silicon Valley, Six Feet Under, The Sopranos, Succession, True Blood, all fucking seven seasons, Veep and The Wire. You know, some of their all-time greats. Yeah. So good. 100% all-time. Oh, my God. Films include, I'll, I'll just name a few. Pokey, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. You can watch it. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Well, you can you can watch it now. It's free. You can watch it's great it. Great for people with their kids stuck at home with them. And- yes, yes. Uh, Forget Paris, one of my favorite Billy Crystal movies. I love Forget <laughs> Paris. Um, 
Empire of the Sun. Jake, John Malkovich. So good. Oh, yeah, I love it. Christian, Christian Bale. Bale's early. Young oh, Christian Bale. I haven't seen that movie in ages. I, I'm pre- isn't it directed by Steven Spielberg? Yeah, it is. It's one of my top three Spielberg movies. I love it. I, I adore the so movie. Good. I love isn't it. That like, isn't that like Christian Bale's first movie? Like his first he's big break or something? Yeah. yeah, he's a child. He was in commercials before this. Okay. What commercials did he do, Jake? I don't know the commercials. I I did see them though. I, I think I saw them on like the special features of Empire of the Sun. Huh. You know they don't have like kids doing like HVAC commercials. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I really yeah. funny. Do they have kids in commercials at all these days? And I don't know. I just want to see a kid doing an HVAC commercial. That's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> documentaries. I'll give you some of the documentaries. Whatever. Uh. I saw McMillions was listed. Yeah, I just watched oh, yeah. all of it. McMillions. You can watch McMillions now. Yeah, the yeah. Apollo. You can watch the Apollo. I know a lot of people that were saying they would love to watch McMillions, but they're not going to pay for HBO. Well, so. now, now you can watch it for free, fuckhead. I did. <laughs> cheap fuck. You cheap fucking piece of shit. That's me, the cheap fuck piece of shit. Yeah, Neil. You, that's, who I, that's who I'm talking to right now is you, you fucking <laughs> cheap piece of shit. <laughs> It was great. It was a great show. You can also watch Elvis Presley, The Searcher. I might watch that. I've heard good things. I have heard great things about that. Anyway, uh, the programming will be available to stream without a subscription starting yesterday. Today's Saturday. Yesterday, starting Friday, by downloading the HBO Now or HBO Go apps or by visiting HBOnow.com or HBOGo.com. So you've got uh, you've got options. Oh, also check this out. Fans of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and She-Ra, Princess of Power, will have a great way to pass the time while waiting out the COVID-19 pandemic. The official He-Man YouTube channel has posted full free episodes of He-Man and She-Ra to its homepage. The channel includes both seasons of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, both seasons of She-Ra, Princess of Power, the entire first season of The New Adventures of He-Man, and the animated film He-Man and She-Ra, The Secret of the Sword. The Secret oh, that of the film's awesome. The Secret of the Sword was essentially the first five episodes of She-Ra edited together, though it premiered before the series proper. So, there you go. It's all on the official He-Man YouTube channel. Ah, that's awesome. Who owns He-Man these days? Are they independent, kind of? Like, they're not big studio-owned? Hmm. Mattel. Didn't Mattel make the toys? Mm, I believe that's correct. I don't know who owns... I know. Like, uh... I don't know, dude. Yeah. It feels like it's independent, especially with them doing this on their own YouTube channel. Yeah. And not through one of the, you uh-huh. know, every studio-owns streaming service. I know who's looking it up right now, and it's not Neil. It's definitely High Initiative Rebecca. Looking <laughs> I, it up. I was trying to look it up while I was typing. <laughs> Fucking Neil. It's Mattel. It's Mattel. It Mattel. Mattel owns it still, as far as I can tell. Hmm. Yeah. Mattel. Hey, Neil, is, is, is that what you found out through your research? Is <laughs> Is, yes. Yeah. Is that, is that what you? Is it really? Is it? Is it? When you when you did all when the you, research I did was listening to Rebecca talk about. I, it. You, you uh, fucking cheap non researching son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> 
I, but I, fuck, I fucking love this guy somehow, Jake. Oh I, don't, I, I, lo- I love Neil's laugh so much. I can't tell you how much I love it. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. Oh, man. <laughs> It, it, it's Thank it's uh, Neil's laugh is like it's like comfort food. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a, it's comfort food. Neil's laugh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I like it too. Movie. There's a bunch of movies being pushed back. I got I got news from Variety about some movies being pushed back. And don't worry, we're going to talk about Black Widow's new date in Marvel News. So chill the fuck out. I know it's been pushed back. I know you guys all know. Everybody but Neil knows it's been pushed back. He ain't looked up shit. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, everything everything we're talking about today, everything we're talking about today just blows Neil's mind. What do you? Oh my God. What do you do? What do you? <laughs> what? What? There's a Black Widow movie coming out? Why are movies being pushed back? (laughs) What's going on? Yeah, Neil has no idea about this coronavirus. Why are they changing all these dates? (laughs) What's going on? What's this mask bullshit? <laughs> Why are all these people wearing masks? Are they fans of Sub-Zero and Scorpion from Mortal Kombat? <laughs> what's going on? Get over here! Tell me what's going on! <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Sony Pictures has pushed back many of its major tent poles. This news comes from uh, Variety, uh, including Morbius... Ghostbusters after laugh, uh, after, after laugh, <laughs> after, after, <laughs> oh <my God>. Ghostbusters <laughs> afterlife, Uncharted, did you guys hear that Uncharted, they like, it got, they, they had to postpone production day one? Yeah. Yes. yes. Day one. I thought that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and Peter Rabbit that 2. That going to be a train wreck. Oh, God. Oh, God. Peter Rabbit 2 uh, to next year. Uh, that was announced on Monday. So uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife has moved from July 10th to March 5th of 2021. So July 10th of this year to March 5th, 2021, next year. Uh, Morbius has been pushed back from July 31st of this year to March 19th. Of next year. Guys, we're a year out from watching Morbius. Oh, man. We need Dr. Michael Morbius now to find the cure. <laughs> you bet. Dude, I need it. He's he's working on the cure for this fucking bullshit. Uh, Tom so Holland. Don't harass him about the delay. We need him. We need him. Tom Holland's starring video game adaptation Uncharted went from March 5th of this year. Uh, oh, excuse me. March 5th of 2021 to October 8th of 2021. Uh, Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, moved from August 7th of this year to January 15th of 2021. And then uh, an untitled Sony Marvel movie was also delayed from an original October 8th, 2021 date and is now undated. Um, oh, and then also uh, every basically every Sony title was moved out of 2020, with the exception of the Kevin Hart drama Fatherhood, which moved to October 23rd to January 15th of 2021. Uh, Tom Hanks, this sucks. Tom Hanks World War II drama Greyhound was taken off the schedule indefinitely from its oh, June release. Wow. That that one was was really sad. I was so yeah. glad to hear 
Yeah, yeah. Dan West was on a few weeks ago. We talked about the trailer for Greyhound. It looks tremendous. Looks mm-hmm. tremendous. Oh, it looks great. I, yeah, it looks amazing. Top Gun Maverick has been, I'm going to get into some more stuff here. Top Gun Maverick has been delayed six months. Now it's going to open December 23rd. SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run. <laughs> <laughs> It's moved back two months to July 31st. I know we were all just like, oh my God. (laughs) Oh, that Keanu Reeves tumbleweed stuff. Uh, I gotta see it. Uh, (laughs) A Quiet Place Part 2, which was originally slated for late April, will now debut on September 4th. I felt like that was late March. I thought it was supposed to come out March 27th. I think you're right. It felt like it was, I think it was one of those where it was like, early release a little bit, but it was a really big early release. Mm. It's now coming out September 4th, uh, and the Chris Pratt-led sci-fi The Tomorrow War was originally set for a December release. It's been pulled from the schedule. Who knows? Mm-hmm. No word on Tenet yet, huh? Tenet, I th- I think they're moving it, aren't they? I don't think officially anything's been said yet. I think that's yet. the expectation. Yeah. I think the expectation is that they'll move tenants, uh, but they haven't said for sure. I when want, was that originally scheduled to come out? July, right? I mean, the and lot, they may not need to. I think they may be playing a little bit of a waiting game. With I hope so. No one's just like fuck it. No one's that much of a traditionalist. He, he's not changing no date. I hope so. <laughs> I hope you're right, man. <laughs> Uh, looks like, uh, first movie pass. Now it looks like AMC movie theater chain might be the next to go. And this comes from dark horizons. Yeah. AMC entertainment, the biggest cinema exhibitor in the U S has found its credit rating has been downgraded to CCC minus a rating. That means quote default (laughs) imminent with little, with little prospect for recovery reports the rap. Oh shit. Analyst S&P Global says that with cinemas likely to remain closed beyond June due to the impact of the global coronavirus pandemic, that, quote, we do not believe AMC has sufficient sources of liquidity to cover its expected negative cash flows past midsummer. While unlikely, we could raise the rating if AMC were able to secure additional liquidity without further burdening its capital structure. AMC is in serious debt after reporting a five plus billion deficit at the end of 2019 and losses of 149 million due to making a lot of acquisitions in recent years. The pandemic crisis, meanwhile, continues to send shockwaves across the globe and force cinema closures around the world without any conclusive knowledge as to when cinemas can once again open. Yeah. So your AMC A-list. All that might be going away. And it looks like if this happens, if AMC goes under, um, look for, I'm, I'm just telling you, I, I feel like you're going to have Amazon, Netflix, Paramount, Universal, a lot of these studios buying up cinemas. And that is not a good thing. Everybody, that is not a, that no, is, that no, is not no. a good thing. The studio will dictate that their movies get top billing at their studios. Yeah. And- yeah. yeah, all kinds of terrible things. This is not a good thing. So I'm, I, you know, and, 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 and AMC, Regal might follow. I don't know. I, 
it's it's like this is going to change everything. It's going to change everything, and um, I just wish that we would get more Alamo draft houses throughout the country. I would mm. just if if anything good would come of this, it would be an Alamo draft house in every fucking city. But that ain't that ain't gonna happen. It, this this is just uh, yeah, this fucking sucks. For as much as I fucking you know, dog on AMC and the experience that I get there. On the flip side, the last thing I want is fucking Universal, Paramount, hell, even like Netflix or Amazon getting control of these theater chains, buying them up. Yeah, seriously. Hmm. Yeah, that could be really terrible. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been a paying A-list member for quite a long time. And yeah, it's... Ooh, that's going to be really, I mean, entertainment as we know it could be changed by the time this is all said and done. The impact of it, who knows? I know. That may be similar to what happened in the 90s with the consolidation of all the media, um, like news channels and everything all owned by the same companies. Went from like 80 different uh, places to get media to six different or seven, or seven different companies that owned all news stations. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yep. We'll see what I don't know. This, I, I mean, I know our lockdown here in Illinois got extended to April thirtieth. Jake, I just, I just, I, I really feel bad for. I mean, me and you are working right now, but on the flip side, Rebecca, Neil, you guys aren't working right now, right? I'm working from home mostly, um, but I'll be totally honest. At the after all this is over, I do not know if I will still have a job. Oh my god! That's just the yeah, wow. reality. <laughs> just the reality. Yeah, yeah. My, my normal job is is shut down completely right now because we do event lighting, and when you can't have events, there's no fucking job. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, we rely on gatherings of more than ten people for our entire source of income. Uh, but my dad uh, is a general contractor, so I've been able to work for him part time during this. Like doing website stuff and you know meeting with clients and stuff. Good, yeah. All right. I just, yeah. I just there's there's so many like I've been. I don't care what anybody fucking thinks. I've still there's like there's there's a Mexican restaurant that I fucking love here. Um, and I'm still going picking up carry out. <laughs> so yeah, I'm still supporting yeah, my, my town. My town relies on the restaurant industry yeah. quite a bit, and so a lot of the local businesses are doing the the takeout stuff. And yeah. so, w- me and my parents, and almost everybody I know, has been really trying to at least get you know at least one meal a week or two mm-hmm. from one of these businesses. Just just even if we didn't do it before, yep, to, to help them survive. I've I've. I've- Go oh, ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Rebecca. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, like, here in New York, it's the same thing. You know, we, we certainly have our fair share of all, like, the big chains and stuff, but there's still plenty of, like, you know, locally owned businesses, restaurants. Um, one of my favorite Chinese places, um, they're shut down right now. I don't know uh, if they'll open up again. That sucks. Um, that sucks. I know. And then the thing is, like, for me, because, like, I don't know what my job situation is going to be like in a month, two months. Mm-hmm. Like, I I do try to support like my local businesses as much as I possibly can, but then I also have to think about like myself in two months. Like, sure. what if I don't have a job in two months? Like, yeah. I I wish I could do more like to support 
local businesses mm-hmm. and, and do takeout and it, support them too because you know at the end of the day it's not the McDonald's and the Burger Kings of the world that are going to suffer it's going to be like you know Joe's Burger Joint down the block like yeah. that's the one yeah. that suffer so it's it's such a terrible situation because like you don't want to see these small businesses go away but at the end of the day they may yeah. that's what may exactly happen. they may have to they may have to um exactly. my sister's a hairstylist you know it's like oh my gosh like she, is amanda she, too i mean yep yeah and also she's yeah, I mean, what, those kinds of, like, even, like, and, and I know that they're not, like, it's small things, but, like, sometimes you take for granted, like, oh, I think I'll, this is going to sound so elitist, and I'm really sorry it does, but, like, <laughs> I, 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 miss, I miss the days of going to Starbucks after work, and, like, getting a Starbucks, sitting down, like, with a friend and catching up for 20 minutes, like, I, mm. I get that, like, in the grand scheme of things, that is, like, like, it's, it's like number one million on the on the Fuck list. Fuck it. Here's the thing. It's but, like here's the like, thing. It's like why can't exist. why can't you enjoy life though? Like why can't we fuck it? Yeah. Like like I hate it when fucking people you know like throw it in your face of like uh, other things going on in other places. It's like I can't I I can only control myself and I can donate to other things uh-huh. and I've donated to charities, but I got to take care of myself and 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 i got to worry about my own mental health and if 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 going to starbucks makes you feel good for that moment rebecca that's all the things in the world and for the uh, for the people that for the mm-hmm. people for the people that live in the third world countries that can't fucking take care of themselves in certain different ways like different ways there's things that they like to do you know what i mean and it's like like i i wish i wish we could all take care of each other i wish at the end of the day everybody could but like I don't know. You shouldn't feel bad for that. Like you shouldn't feel. Nobody should feel bad no. for that. Like that's yeah. a small. Like, I'm, I'm. I'm just trying to put it in perspective. I get like, it. I, I don't want to put it on the same level as like no, somebody's but, loved one is in a hospital with COVID nineteen and I'm complaining I can't have a Starbucks. Like, yeah, yeah. Like and and I'm not even insinuating those two things are on the same level. But like it's the little everyday things that I think we have. Um, just taken for granted. Like I take for granted that I can't just pop in and do, pop in like to this local business and buy a thing and go home. Like I can't, we can't do those things yeah, right now. And, yeah. And, uh, uh, I miss yeah, my magic. Go to my local bar. Like crazy. Oh, I bet. Oh my God. The local bar. Neil, I'm not going to lie, man. I'm not going to lie. My, 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 uh, my sales, not my sales, but my, my purchasing of vodka has gone up because it's just like, oh, yeah. That's the one thing I am happy to support local businesses. Um, well, think about, think about, hey, Rebecca, think about comic book shops. Comic book oh, shops oh right now. Well, Diamond, Diamond shut down. Diamond, Diamond has stopped. Diamond has shut down. I think they shut down uh, April 1st or something like that. Like, and they're the only comics distributor. So everything's going digital right now. Everything. I, like, I, all new I, comics I just, are going digital. Yep. I just, you know, I, ju- I just moved to Brooklyn a few months ago. So, like, I just discovered, uh, I want to say maybe about two months ago or so, I discovered, like, a new, no, it was more than two months. It was more like three or f- three months now at this point. I discovered a little local sh- comic shop. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I found the store. I went in. They do board game tournaments. They do magic tournaments. You can you can rent board games from them. I was like, and the oh, guy, wow. I created a pull list, and the guy was, like, super friendly. And, you know, I was like, yes, I get to support, like, a local shop. I'm so excited. And then this 
Shut down. Yeah. And I don't know if they'll reopen. Yeah. I have no idea if they'll reopen. Yeah. I, it, those are the things that like are those are the things that kill me is that these little businesses, they're the ones who are suffering. They're the ones mm-hmm. the, the, the independent contractors, people like you, Neil, people like who are hairdressers, people who do nails and nail salons, these are people who mm-hmm. are going to pay the price in a big way and it's a it's so scary to me like dude i don't know if in three months time i'm gonna have a job i really do not and i'm not exaggerating i don't know if i'm gonna have a job i work for a small business my business might have to close if we can't if we can't get back into our office and and you know continue seeing patients like i don't know if if we can exist i don't know i don't know if we can survive what the fuck I mean, what? Yeah. <clears throat> I just wish I was back in that hotel lobby with you guys. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we're lucky, we're, guys. We're lucky to have that memory. To be quite honest, oh, with you. Oh, that was like god. one of the last big events anywhere. Honestly, I, I, I think if yeah. it had been a week later, it would have been canceled. They haven't. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree. So I'm too. not exaggerating. I a agree. week later, and we and we we wouldn't have gone. I agree. And like, here's the thing: it's like San Diego Comic Con hasn't been canceled as of yet it's going to at san diego comic-con i think like a lot of the film festivals that are going on right now are streaming oh. online right they now are? Yeah. you can't i think they said like south by southwest was good was doing that like you could watch yeah, they did. oh okay i'm sure the same thing will ha- i'm not i can't remember when tribeca film festival is but i'm sure they'll do the same thing um i mean new york comic-con's not till october but like depending on when this all blows over i mean it could impact yeah that because or, right now our spot where we have near comic-con right now is a field hospital like yeah. i don't know what it's gonna look like in october we, we don't know if this is gonna follow the same pattern that the uh spanish flu did in 1918 where the second round was even worse than the yep. first wow yeah right. came so, back in the fall Jeez. People, I think people are ready to get back out there and live their life and do things. They did a poll. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Edward Norton has kind of like a, a what's this company called? EDO. And they did like a, uh, an analytics poll and to, to figure out like, you know, and they, they pulled 6,800 people to get an idea of like who would be ready to go back to the movie theaters and 70, 70% of people that took this that were involved in this poll were ready to get back into the movie theaters and once this is all said and done so it's not like they're not you know so i think i think people are ready to get back out there and start doing things again a lot I would, of people were never ready to stop doing that at all i mean yeah with my job i with a grocery stores being one of the few things that are open i see entire families like basically coming taking field trips there i mean and this thing has just started, you know. We yeah. just just yesterday implemented a one person per cart rule at our store, but it really hasn't changed anything because you have to have exceptions, and then everyone breaks the rules of the exceptions because you you know you still have to be forgiving to the single mothers or to the the client that actually can't physically do the shopping themselves, and you know it's just, it's how, such a how hard can thing. You enforce that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're just you know. None of us are equipped equipped to enforce that and still be able to do our jobs productively at the same time. There's no way. In in all honesty, there's like, okay, these gas stations, like there's no way to social distance 
at a gas station. I know they're trying. Like for my job, I have to. I have a work vehicle, and I have to fill it up at the gas station. Mm-hmm. And when I go to the gas station, like they have a line that you have to step behind, and then like you step forward, the employee steps back, you hand your card mm-hmm. over. But still, it's like you're handing your card over, like uh, you know what I mean, and like yeah. you're 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 swiping it on the machine. And how many people have touched that machine? Are they are they Lysoling? Are they purelling that? fucking you know what i mean where you put your code in and all that stuff every time no they're absolutely not it's just and yeah. then there's tons like of the reports station, of those oh sorry those machines uh, are getting broken by the customers too because customers are taking it upon themselves to sanitize those machines uh, with materials that aren't even meant to do that and oh those God. credit card machines are breaking left and right for mm. just all the unwanted chemicals being dumped on them by the customers themselves too right like the gas that gas stations around here they've all put up like barriers and they're all wearing masks and gloves yeah but they're not changing their gloves between each customer sure so like the virus can live on the glove if somebody but it won't get to that person yeah, i know like the next customer i went to one gas station and they they've got the line that you got to stand behind i went to another gas station they got like the fucking sneeze guards like at the sneeze guards mm-hmm. like at the buffet and shit you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fuck it up it's god damn it just i i can't wait f- i don't know i think i can't wait I just think about like I can't wait for post coronavirus. I cannot wait yeah. to get out of yeah. this. It's it's already weird when I watch movies and television shows. Like I already yeah. have the mentality of what's going on. And isn't it? It's so weird. Every time I see somebody shaking a hand or something. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. friends. <laughs> it's I I have the same feeling like when I'm watching a movie or a TV show and like there's all these people outside and I'm like oh, what are they all doing outside like it's, <laughs> it's it's all just like really ingrained ingrained into you now like in a very short period of time it became very quickly ingrained about the staying home and the social distancing I I think one of the things that I I've seen and and Jake you you working in a, in a grocery store you I don't know if you've seen it but like. Because they're making people line up and they're not letting people in, like it's not like you could just now just walk into the grocery store. Like they're they're limiting how people can be in there at mm-hmm. one time. The problem is that you know you've got people waiting online, and then people start getting anxious and people start getting worried. Like, oh my god, is not going to be enough food in there? Like, are they buying everything off the shelves? And I was online to go food shopping yesterday or day before, and people started to get like rowdy at the front of the line, like to oh, the shit. point to yeah, it got. I'm not going to lie, it got scary for a second that like the 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 person at the front door who's like he's just doing his job like mm-hmm. to limit how people are going coming in and going out and people are like yeah getting all rowdy and like someone's trying to cut in front because they need to have an emergency i have to do this thing and and it's like people are getting to the people are reaching a breaking point and when you have enough people who are at that breaking point and they're desperate and they're worried and they're scared like we all are that's when people do crazy shit because they are, they are desperate, and they do desperate things. Yeah. And 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 I feel like the cracks are definitely starting to show in a lot of places. I finally was able to buy toilet paper today. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. yeah, it's wild. It was like, it was a brand, it was a brand that I've never bought before. I'm not a, but I, who knows? I might, what you can get. Yeah, it might be. Some, I might love it. 
I might fall in love with this toilet paper. It might make love to my butthole tomorrow when I fucking use it. Like, I might be, you know what I mean? I might be coming out of this thing being like, you know what? I'm a Cottonelle guy now. I'm a Cottonelle guy. My butt. Thank you. I might be thanking the COVID virus for fucking introducing me to Cottonelle. Cottonelle. I might be. Cottonelle's like, some the, the fucking good shit. Oh my yeah, god. With the aloe in it. Oh my god. Oh, dude, I'm I'm still talking. I we still need CBD fucking Cottonelle. We need CBD <laughs> toilet paper. That needs to happen. That needs 100%. to. They're putting CBD in fucking everything. They're putting CBD in. I'm surprised Campbell's soup ain't putting it in their fucking soup. I'm CBD surprised. noodle. Yeah, fucking. Like, you got chicken and stars and CBD. <laughs> fucking little, and fucking, <laughs> fucking put that shit in your spaghettios. You know what I mean? CBD spaghettios. Uh, everything. They put CBD in everything, Jake. Everything. Everything's yeah. CBD. Yeah, we've got a whole CBD section at a grocery store now, and who, who'd have ever thunk, you know? Oh, my gosh. This fucking CBD. I don't know. I I, I tried it. I tried, like, a, what did I try? I tried the CBD spray. You spray it in your mouth. And I tried, like, the CBD fucking, like, rub it on your skin. The fucking, like, the, I don't know, the cream. CBD cream. I think it's bullshit. It didn't do shit for me. <laughs> the gummies are pretty good. They might taste good, but you can, you can fucking gummies anywhere. You yeah, I mean? no, but like, I'm saying the CBD gummies. What I did like it, What did it do for? No, I want to know what it, it did. I want to no, know it, what it did for you. For the for me, yeah. the CBD like relaxes me and it cuts my anxiety. That's what it does. I th- it's all that's a placebo. That's all that's that's well, fucking. Well, then I'll take it because yeah. it helps me feel better. You you you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if I like to feel better. Sorry. Oh I'm, no, I'm sorry that you just just you just fall for snake oil bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. You, Maybe it is snake tell oil. You what, I I got, no, I got some fucking sugar pellets that I'm going to sell you. I'm going to tell you it's going to take away all your aches and pains. All, all your aches and pains. It's sugar. It's give me diabetes. It's good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You and Wilford Brimley going to be rocking some commercials. Hey, off topic. Um, no, let's not. No, let's stay on topic, Neil. No, go for it. We're so, already off topic, Neil. The, the uh, Warner Brothers streaming service was going to be HBO Now, right? HBO, HBO Max. Max. Okay, never mind then. What the fuck, Neil? <laughs> I just saw an article pop up. I'm sorry. God. Is that- Surfing the internet, Neil? <laughs> yeah, and it's like when he doesn't contribute, it's just what the fuck. <laughs> you know, Rebecca well, HBO Re- now has a free trial going on. <laughs> Gosh, I wish I could get a fucking. Uh, uh, I don't know. I I think I, I think my Neil free trial is over with. I, you know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> yeah, it's oh, it's never free, buddy. It's never free. <laughs> It always comes at a price. <laughs> That's a fucking million dollar man. I got fucking, I got fucking, I got fucking Encyclopedia Brown Rebecca over there doing research and <laughs> fucking Neil's over on wegotthiscovered.com looking up his news. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, wait a minute, guys. How much is Peacock going to cost a month? Free? You, it's, hold on, hold on. There's, there's, they've got free, which is called Freecock. And then, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, no, no, but, 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 there's, there's two different versions. There's, uh, the free one, the free version, which comes with, you know, like, 
it's not going to come with like the premium stuff. And then there's called free, uh, uh, Peacock Premium. I can't even say it. <laughs> Peacock Premium. I'm not sure what the cost is, but that that'll give you the other half of their content. So you'll be able to watch half of the content for free, and then the other half comes at a price. The the premium stuff. Gotcha. You get the free cock. You get just the Robert California episodes of The Office. <laughs> Damn, Neil. That was a good one. <laughs> oh, man. So, so, I, one of these days, like, we're going to have somebody contact us and they're going to ask to pay for the Neil Tholander laugh track. You know what I mean? Yeah, I want awesome. I, I feel privileged to make that much Neil laughter happen. I was like, damn. I know it's I've been it, drinking. I know. It's uh, it's better than it's it's better than giving a woman an orgasm sometimes. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's definitely more satisfying than True. It's know? like well, you know. True. Hold on. Hey, Rebecca. Rebecca. I disagree. <laughs> We always, we always, we always come. So it doesn't really, you know what I mean? It doesn't. Fuck. <laughs> we're not the ones. We're not the ones that wait for you to fall asleep and then jerk off. You know what I mean? Oh. Oh, shit. <sighs> uh, truth be told, I have faked it a couple times. I have faked it. I, uh, as a man, I have faked it to get it over with a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> Not many. Me too. Not many. You have too. I think we, I think, I think we all have at one point in time. <laughs> just sometimes it's just not happening. You're like, oh, I, uh. Yep. Yep. I get it, dude. I get it. It's just like, oh, this ain't happening tonight. And then. <laughs> Sometimes it just isn't gonna happen. It does. Happens. What can you do? Uh, And then, and then you're like, oh god, that was so amazing. It made my toes curl. Oh wow. And then (laughs) (laughs) you're you're so amazing. Wow. (laughs) Literally nothing happened. Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> Marvel news. I don't know. Fuck Marvel news. What's going on in Marvel? They're More just, delays. They just they're, yeah, they're just back. they're just moving shit around. So basically, it's like it's like when Black Widow Black Widow was supposed to come out in May, and now it's taking the Eternal spot, November six. It's just it's just musical chairs. So the Eternals now getting moved to Shang Chi's spot. In February, in February 12th, 2021. Um, Shang-Chi has been moved to May 7th, which was going to be Doctor Strange 2 spot. It's just, and so everything's just getting moved. So now Doctor Strange 2. The big 2, loss here is waiting longer for a Taika Waititi Thor movie. Yeah, February 18th yeah. of 2022. <sighs> So instead of a year and a half, instead of a year and a half, we got to wait two years for that. Yeah. So oh, man, that's the one I was waiting for too. To hear when I heard that year, I was like, oh, that's forever. Yeah, just I mean, I don't know. It's just Same here. The, you know, all those people making those predictions about you know Black Widow making the move to Disney Plus not happening. That's not happening. Yeah, you know what proves it's not happening? How quickly they threw all Artemis Fowl onto Disney Plus. They were like, yeah. <laughs> you know, they yeah. know they're going to make that Black Widow money. Mm-hmm. 
they yeah. have no faith in fucking Artemis. They Fowl, have no so. faith in Artemis Fowl, and then um, it looks like it looks like they they've given no dates to some of these movies. I know that uh, um, New Mutants does not have a release date now. That movie's never coming out in two years. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. What comes out first, New Mutants or uh, the Tom Holland video game movie, whatever it's called? Tom Holland Uncharted, yeah. Uncharted, yeah. <laughs> and then Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy has moved from July 3rd to December 11th. That was one of those 20th Century Fox movies that mm-hmm. Disney now owns. I don't know. I, I, this fucking COVID bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's fucking throwing a monkey wrench into my whole 2020. You know what I mean? For a lot of people. They they already pushed back Wonder Woman. I'm so afraid they're going to push it back to next year. I really hope they don't. I don't want to wait another year to see Wonder Woman two. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, honestly, from what I've seen from Wonder Woman two, I they could. I'm. Yeah, I am no. super. I am super <laughs> scared for that movie. No, believe me. I I listened to the episode and I, yeah, I am too. But like, it's Wonder Woman. She's my favorite, and I still want to see it. So. Well, for me, for me, the big movie, like my most anticipated movie of this year, was Tenet. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. And that, like, my second favorite, most anticipated movie is fucking. I still get to see it this year, but six months later is Maverick, Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. And it's like, fuck. I, I'm wondering what they're going to do with Dune. Yeah, yeah. They, that's that's my most anticipated movie this year. It's it, it'll get it'll get moved. I I think it will get moved too. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, September? Like, can you imagine if, like, September is one of the biggest months in movies? Oh, my God. It'll Everything. be interesting to see if people are, will be ready. Like, I mean, if this really does go into September, September, I don't know if people are just going to be rip-roaring to sit their butts back in the movie theater again with a bunch of people. Oh, like, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what the the public feels about that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, I, if, if we rack up half a million deaths and we get to September, I don't know how excited giant crowds seen movies and theaters are going to be. They would have to implement some sort of uh, system where you had to be like two seats apart. It depends on where you're at too. And like what the, you know what I mean? Cause like I'm in my County, there's only been two reported cases. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but I still go to, I still go to the grocery store and I still pe- see people with face masks on all over the place. Well, I mean, like where I am in New York, we're like a huge hotspot. The whole state is a hotspot. Yeah. We're like fucking Mm. ground zero over here. Like we have a huge, uh, it's a huge problem um, over here. And I mean, can I, I, I work for a doctor. My doctor got me a mask before they were saying you should you should be wearing masks um and i felt weird wearing it when i first started wearing it and now i feel weird if i don't wear it when i go outside and when when everything calms down to the point that they reopen movie theaters i don't even know how people are going to feel like i yeah that's what i'm I, saying I, I don't know if like i'm going to go to the i'm going to go to the movie theater wearing like a master chief halo helmet <laughs> yeah, for idea. real. It's a good idea, but maybe like in in the states or in the counties that have like the the bigger hotspots, like I, I 
I would imagine there would be some kind of like spacing out only because like I think at that point we'll be so ingrained to like why are you sitting right next to me kind of a thing that like mm-hmm. I think we'll just have to because at this point like um all right so here's the thing I'm not I, ready for it okay <laughs> so like I catch let's say I catch it all right let's just say I catch it Brian from PCL host of PCL catches COVID. All right. So I catch it, but like, like I'm young enough and like, let's say I'm fit enough and I can handle it and I get through it. All right. Is what are the chances of like, like once you get it, are you, are, did you, do you build up more of an immunity to it at that point? Like, do we know they that? Know yet? Yet. That's, they've already had reports they, they of people getting it again. Yeah. So like some people can get it again. Some people get antibodies. Like this is a new virus so there's no precedent for what we're going through right now and nobody really knows what's going to happen in the future and that's i think the scariest thing for me is that we have no fucking idea what's next Mm -hmm. and how bad it could get it could go away i mean it it could go just go away and, and disappear but it doesn't look like it is and we don't know if it's going to come back in the fall. We don't know if it's going to be like a precursor to something even worse. It's going to mutate. I mean, <laughs> nobody really knows exactly what the fuck is going on. And that's 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 really scary. <laughs> Netflix. Oh, I was gonna... <laughs> I'm going to shut up. I'm not going to say anything. I have a dark I have a dark sense of humor that I need to just like tone down mm-hmm. a little bit. No, you don't. I was just going to say that Netflix and chill should just be like Netflix and die. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No, I do. Netflix and die. (laughs) It's not as romantic. Definitely not one. Oh, I hate this. I hate this. And I, I hate it. I hate it that we all have to go through this. But, yeah. you know, it's like I hope that, you know, just be kind to one another. And you never I don't know. Just be careful out there, everybody. Jesus Christ. Just be careful. I don't want anybody. I don't want any of our I don't want anybody getting this except for no. I heard Joe Exotic got it and Harvey Weinstein got it. And I'm cool with that. Yeah, that's too. OK. <laughs> Bill Cosby, get this shit, yo. Yeah, Come on. For real, though. <laughs> Rudy, it looks like I got the coffee. <laughs> I have the coffee and the weaving and the sweat. I got all the symptoms. Theo, I got all the symptoms. <laughs> 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 he does that stupid little dance before his fucking show starts. I used to, God damn it! I, I can't. I sit here and I make fun of it, but but fuck it. It's 1987. And I'm just like everybody other fucking American uh, watching the Cosby Show. We're all watching it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, watching the Fat Albert Saturday morning cartoon. Living the life, living the Cosby life. Watching go, watching Ghost Dad on repeat, Jake. Watching, Le- you oh, know yeah, what I mean? Leonard Part Six. Leonard Part Six. <laughs> Did anybody watch that movie? 
I watched it every time oh. it was on HBO. Oh, it was terrible. Terrible. I tried watching it once. I had to turn it off like 10 minutes in. Did you watch it as a child? Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. It made it a lot easier. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. They said, they said, they said it was called Leonard Part Six because the first five were too top secret. <laughs> oh my God. So meta. That's yeah. awful. Uh, Ant-Man 3 finds its writer. This comes from THR's Heat Vision newsletter. Uh, we got uh, a Rick and Morty scribe here. Jov Loveness is writing Ant-Man 3. Uh, and Peyton Reed is uh, confirmed to come back, it looks like, having closed mm-hmm. a, a deal. So. That's cool. What is that noise? What the I fuck was, was it? It sounded like somebody snoring. Yeah, it sounds like one of those things on on like the bottom of doors with like springs, like a cat was playing with it or something. Yeah, so- yeah, it sounded like one of those springs, but it was snoring. I Luther Shaver was on here for a second. I thought Luther. Oh, yeah, no, Luther. I was, I was my chair is squeaky. I was like, I was, I was <laughs> my chair. I'm sorry. That, that's Rebecca. Why did it take you so long to fucking solve that mystery? <laughs> You were just listening to us fucking yammer on about what that noise could be the whole time you knew. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like you're playing with us. It's like you just. <laughs> it's like you're the tiger that ate Carol Baskin's husband. I think. <laughs> I honestly think. That you just don't give a shit about Ant-Man 3, you don't care about <laughs> Jeff Loveness, and you were making a snoring noise. That is not true. 100% not true. The first part's true. Well, I don't care about Ant-Man. <laughs> you don't care oh, about Ant-Man? Of the- no, I, I don't. I, I, Ant-Man and the Wasp was one of my least favorite Marvel movies. And- no, I was asking Rebecca. I know, I know oh. your feelings on Ant-Man, Jay. I was asking yeah, Rebecca. I, I wish I would have made a snoring noise. I wish I had the balls Neil did. <laughs> I didn't make the noise. <laughs> yeah, our, our recollection of the snoring noise, I think it's all different. Cause like I was, I was, I was accusing Rebecca of making it. Jake's accusing Neil. We, Jake thought it was a door stopper. I thought it was someone snor- snoring. <laughs> I'm so sorry. The second you said Ant Man, I got sleepy and confused. So I'm not a reliable source. <laughs> uh, I think I, I like those movies better than either one of you guys. I liked. I, the, I, I gave the first one a taste it, and I actually gave the second one a high taste it. I like the second one a lot more than the first one. Yeah, I like the second one more too. I, I give them both a high taste it, um, but I, I definitely like the second one more. I don't know what Rebecca thinks, but you know what I Tupperware? This dynamic we're having right now, guys. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. This dynamic. We, we should all Netflix and and fucking die. We're so. <laughs> <laughs> we are just. We are killing it. If we're not killing it, we're killing each other. Did Rebecca leave us again? I don't know. She, yeah. No, dude, I'm still I don't here. blame her. Oh. Uh, <laughs> one can hope, right, Neil? I know. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I like Neil's God outrage there. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> not Rebecca. <laughs> yeah, Neil, is, Neil is such a kiss ass, isn't he? i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding here we go it's time for dc news i don't know i gotta no fuck dc news right now i gotta go pee i gotta piss jesus all right I'm letting our audience know. <laughs> I DC news, a bunch of shit's getting delayed. Let's, let's take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> okay. I, I got a full bladder and I don't give a fuck. Here we <laughs> Be right back. <laughs> what other, what other body? You, you, you think Joe Rogan's gonna let you know he has to pee? Well, he might. No. <laughs> You, Joe Rogan ain't gonna let you know you gotta pee. You think fucking who the who, who else? You think any of those fuckers on NPR are gonna let you know that they're gonna pee? <laughs> this is real. Well, we, all, like right we all do it. We all do it. What's the fucking? What's the fucking? What's the deal? They say yeah, it. They just edit it out. Everybody pees. Everybody pees. Buckets. Uh, yeah, yeah, everybody what, poops, everybody farts. What's that song? What's that song? Uh, R.E.M. Everybody peace. <laughs> Sometimes. Oh, God. Everybody peace. <laughs> right? I mean, come on. It's 2020, bro. Everybody pisses. Stuff comes out like urine comes out of places, man. We all gotta get rid of it. <laughs> we all gotta, one place. It comes out. Honestly, only one place. Oh shit! Places. I need. To, are you serious? So the, what I'm experiencing is not normal. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Boy. oh shit! <laughs> I might be a medical anomaly. What the fuck is going on? Oh, my, I gotta, I gotta like get a little sh- dicky over there. What the oh hell? my god, I'm 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 crying urine right now. This is. <laughs> <laughs> Tears. Hey guys, we're gonna be right back. We'll be right back. Baking pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Baking pancakes, that's what it's gonna make. Bacon pancakes. Baking pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Baking pancakes, that's what it's gonna make. Bacon pancakes. Baking pancakes. All right, we are back. You know, that's it's a, it, like Howard Stern calls himself like a shock jock, but like he never fucking told his audience like I'm going to go take a shit. <laughs> oh, he had to have at least once. You think so? Oh, I'm betting. I mean, ser- like I'm, you know, I'm, dude, I'm fucking letting you know when I've got a fucking like. I'll let you know if I have to take a bowel movement. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's ever been an issue with PCO. I don't think we've ever taken it. I gotta take a shit break. 
<laughs> Guys, we're going to be right back with more Marvel news. I got to take a shit. <laughs> I've got I've to take a huge monster dump right now. We'll be right back. More Black Widow rumors. <laughs> oh, man. No, uh, no. Fuck, fuck, yo, fuck DC News. I don't even want to do it. Okay. <laughs> Same, right? I mean, that's what I say it's every week. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Dark Horizons had an article about how, did you see, see that what, uh, it was the Twitter account for the upcoming HBO Max streaming service. Uh, they had a April Fool's Day gag to those people that were demanding the Snyder cut and they posted a one sheet for a justice league Snyder cut film saying the full 214 minute cut in 4k resolution is coming to HBO max next month. They said, they said you asked for it. We listened. We're releasing the Zack Snyder's justice league as a launch title for HBO max on May, 2020. No, oh man, that's amazing. Oh man. Anyway, yeah, Zack Snyder, he uh did a live Q&A. What was it? A live commentary for Batman v Superman and uh dropped a, a bunch of reveals for like his extended DC universe. I'm not going to talk about it, but it's out there if you guys want to fucking research it. I know Rebecca might, Neil won't. Um Nope. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Barbara Gordon is confirmed to be in Titan season three. Oh, cool! That's neat. Yeah. Have they have they cast her, or they're just announcing the character? They're announcing the character. Uh, Boris, uh, director and cinematographer Boris Majofsky, uh talked about it on a Q and A sessions on Q and A session on Facebook Live. Confirmed that uh, Barbara Gordon. The daughter of Gotham City Police Commissioner James Gordon is uh, going to be in uh, Titan Season 3. Also said that uh dude that played uh, Bruce Wayne from Game of Thrones, that guy. What's his name? Ian Glenn? Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. Go- he's coming back. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's coming cool. back. Is so. there going to be a third season of um, uh, Brendan Fraser? Oh, uh is there going to be a second season? Yeah, you... was there a second season? Oh, was yeah. only one Didn't season? They film? Damage Didn't Control, they... right? Doom, Doom. Did they film the second oh, Doom. season? Doom Patrol. Damage Control. the second season. Damage Control is the Marvel That's one. the Marvel, that's the Marvel comic series, yeah. Yeah, my bad. Oh, I loved that fucking comic. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's completely different. <laughs> completely <bad>. different, <laughs> but it's a great comic. Alright, Star Wars news, uh, what do we got here? Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be in the Mandalorian season two, possibly. This is, uh, did you guys see this? No. Yeah. Making Star Wars.net said, uh, I hate to run a rumor at this time, but we're in such a place right now that I think it is more important we grapple with the rumor rather than having it 100% confirmed. But this rumor seems extremely likely and I'm moving forward with it in hopes I can draw out more information one way or the other. So I'm prefacing, speaking of people taking fucking, uh, shits, Jamie Lee Curtis and that Dan and Yogurt, am I right? <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's Activia, right? Oh, it's Activia. Yeah. yeah. 
What are you, what, Activia? Do you, what are you, are they, did they name it that because they, they're like, oh, it'll make you be like more active? Probably. Or does it activate your butthole to shit? Well, that too. <laughs> yeah. Isn't the sugar that they put in it like fucking like stevia or whatever the fuck? And kind of oh. that. I don't, I don't know. Oh, man. Ah, sometimes I just, I don't know. Constipation sucks. Sometimes it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, why on this podcast, when you have to shit, we let you go shit. We don't, you, we don't make you hold it in. Constipation. Exactly. Constipation's a bitch, man. Sometimes there's nothing better than just a fucking, just explosive diarrhea. It's, you know, just, <laughs> just get out. Just get out there. Just get out of my body right now. Just explosive diarrhea. That scene, that scene of Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jeff Daniels is so good he in that. He deserves an Oscar. He totally did. <laughs> he totally did. Yeah, Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis might be in Mandalorian season two. I don't know. Did you see the uh April Fool's joke that they did about that too? About Mandalorian season two? No. No, what was it? Jake Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be playing Bosk. I didn't see that. No. <laughs> I didn't see that either. <laughs> yeah, it was on, I think it was on Twitter. I saw it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Eh, oh, did you did you guys see the uh, the the um, the short uh, like animated short of Colin Trevorrow's Star Wars Rise mm, of Skywalker? I saw the post, but I didn't. I did not watch the actual. Movie. Oh, it's really good. It, it's it's done with it's it's from somebody from New Zealand I believe and it's goddamn hilarious. Uh, the animation is amazing and the, the narration is so fucking funny. Y'all should check it out because it is great. I think people from New Zealand are just funny, don't you? Yeah. Don't you? Like every everybody from New Zealand that I've ever seen is just really funny. I think those yeah. people, I think the people from New Zealand are just a funny, just funny in general. I just, I guess, like, if I went to New Zealand, I would just be laughing all the time. People are just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, they, they filmed Lord of the Rings here and you guys are hilarious. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Like, I don't know. Like, Taiko Atiti is just a, he's just, he's just, he's just, I don't know. He's incredibly gifted, talented, funny. All these, mm-hmm. everybody, everybody from New Zealand is just funny. Isn't Carl Urban from New Zealand? Probably, and and they probably I think do, he is, and they probably don't care about just letting people know when they need to pee or poop. They probably don't. They're <laughs> <laughs> like Flight of the Conquerors too. I mean, those guys are hilarious. Why do we try to hide that so much? Why do we try to hide the fact that we have? To, I think it just we should just be able to just say it when we gotta go. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on it, dude. I'm still like, why can't think about think about how short like work meetings would be? I know, right? Because it would be like, well, this has been great, but I have to take a shit. So why don't we wrap it up? And we'll okay, great, great. See tomorrow. Like work meetings would be shorter. All right, guys. Uh, Would be. Let's take a look at the December's uh, profits. Um, Nancy, yes. 
Nancy has to take a shit, guys. We're going to end early. Um, <laughs> everyone, thanks, Nancy. You know, it's like, and she does like, she, she does, she, and like, I want to say, just people just like doing the pee pee dance and not even caring. And like, just, I don't know. And doing that, like, <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh man, a brave new world where you can do the BP dance without people caring. <laughs> yeah, man, let's get past this, dude. Let's get past this, man. Why is it? Why is why is that so taboo? We all pee. We all poo. Know. It's a thing. Like like people don't want to. I guess it's considered rude just to like talk about it in open company. Like fuck it, man. I have to pee. I have to poop. Like, like, we tore down the Berlin Wall. God damn it! Let's fucking tear down this one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, dude? I you drew a line from. Tearing down the Berlin Wall to the pooping and peeing, <laughs> dude. It's like I want, I want, I want this to be a, a, a like an like a poop and pee embarrassment free zone PCL. Like I want, like I, I don't care who we have on the show, like our guests, and I just, yeah, I'm, dude. We had Mike Hatton piss on an episode. Jake, this guy was like, in, <laughs> you remember that? Yes, we had an actor actually piss on an episode. You can hear it and like that's 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 what i that's the freedom that i want on this show i want people really to just... putting the p in the pcl yes <laughs> i won't i won't hit mute when i use this gatorade bottle anymore there would be there would be less breaks i mean <laughs> we could knock out an episode in two hours <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 fuck! I'm not gonna say it. I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna <laughs> shut the fuck up, Brian. Stop it. Stop. Stop. <sighs> Guys, I, that's it. I ain't got anything else. There's nothing left in the, in the. There's nothing left in either tank, my bladder, or this episode. For <laughs> <laughs> real, time to eat and go to bed. <laughs> Neil, Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us for the, for whatever the fuck we just did. <laughs> me. Oh, it's always so good to talk to y'all. Oh my god. Mm. Uh, no, love having you guys y'all. on. Love it, Rebecca. It's been a long time since we had you on. It was nice to have you on. I know you've been busy with the whole Picard cast thing. I know. Now that that's over, um, I have my Friday nights are free again. <sighs> that show is so good. Man, what a good show. Yeah, like everybody who enjoys Neil on this show, go listen to him on my show on Picard Cast. He, he was on a couple episodes with uh, me and Brooke. And then one episode, I couldn't make it, so Neil took over for me. So that was great. Yeah, yeah, did you guys – I want to know, like on Picard Cast, you guys let each other know when you got to go pee and poop? Was that like um, a thing? No. no, I I think part of it, no. part of it, part of the show is called P Card Cast. So I was, <laughs> <laughs> although that one episode where I co-hosted Brooke did not record the first time we recorded that episode. Oh, <laughs> so you might as well have peed and pooped during. We recorded. It. We basically <laughs> talked about the episode twice. It was. Oh man, it was interesting. Oh boy. I hate when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, thanks for having me back on. It's nice to be back on. Yeah, my I, for the last ten weeks, I've just been Picard, Picard, Picard. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's always nice to have friends on talk about peeing and pooping. Love oh, it. Oh, it's the highlight <laughs> highlight of the day. Clearly, talking about peeing and pooping. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, you really know. stepped up this time. It really does. And, you know, guys, I think, I, <laughs> I think we accomplished a lot today. I really do. I think we're, I think, we're, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think we, I think we, uh, got a little closer. <laughs> I, I agree. While maintaining appropriate social distancing. Exactly. Yes, yes. Mm hmm. What are we? What are we doing? Oh, we're talking about speaking of peanut poop, and we're talking about Bub Boy next week. Yes, I know, Neil. It's finally happening. I'm so excited to the, talk about that. The embargo has been lifted. Next week is uh, the launch of Quibi, too, right? Next week oh, is the launch shit. of yeah, Quibi. Yeah, sure is. Yeah, we'll be talking about Quibi. I believe Quibi drops on April sixth. If you have, uh, I, I don't know if. I think if you just pre-download the Quibi app now, I think you'll get the free access to the 90 days of Quibi. I don't think oh, nice. you, I don't think you have to be a Quibi insider in order to get the 90 days. I'm not 100% sure on that. So go to Quibi.com, become an insider anyway, and then pre-down, I think, Jake, I think you just have to pre-download the app. You're correct. You're correct. You can do it from the Google Play or, or the um, iTunes app store. Yeah, nice. yeah, and you can just pre-order the app. It's hard to find. You actually have to type in the name. At least on Apple devices, you have to type in Quibi into the search bar to get it to show up. But it's there. Yeah, and you can pre-download it. You can pre-download nice. it, and then when you go back to it, it'll it'll have like the the, the download grayed out, so that you know that like it once it launches, you'll have the app available on your phone. I would believe. Yeah, two days Monday it starts. Monday. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, thanks again. And, uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go poop and pee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, just like all good leftovers saying they're doggy bags. Thanks for your patronage. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks for your poop patronage. We'll see you next week with episode whatever the fuck we're on. <laughs> see ya. Oh, jeez, this episode is poop. This episode. <laughs> <laughs> this episode was shit, dude. I don't, dude. This is this is terrible. This is terrible. This was not good. Oh shit. This is bottom five, right, Jake? Yeah, I think this episode caught the corona. Oh my god! <laughs> this is about, like how is this going to entertain anyone? Like, like, like those iTunes reviews are just like, like I need you guys. Thank you so much. You guys are hilarious. I love you. I know. I know. And then we give them this. this. Episode is going to motivate people to it's fucking like, get back out there. <laughs> So many people. <laughs> you know, oh, man. man. Butt boy will save us next week. It's on. Butt boy uh, will save us all. All right, guys. Yeah, don't worry. Butt boy to the rescue. We'll see you next. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Later. 
Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless. But I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and it's all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Could it toss it, could it taste it? Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are originally good. I've already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft and we're the shaft crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it toss it, good it taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's face it, clean erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushover, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Pushovers, pop culture. Leftovers. Uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. The only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers.